morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike Ad Rockamen, MSCA, Mike D. Goldine Medina, and the rest of the Maca Beastie Boys. I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. I didn't even get to have my last name there. Hey, folks, thanks no. for tuning in. <laughs> totally no, I forgot fine. that you have one of those. That I have a last name. No, that's good. That's good. Folks, thanks again for tuning in to this special end-of-year edition of the Muddied Waters of Freedom. Thank God this year is almost over. It's Thank you. Almost over. I picked that song as the intro because that's how many of us have felt. For an entire year. And it's almost over. Share this video right now. Share this podcast right now. If you're listening to it after the fact. Share whatever it is you are listening or watching this on. Share it using that medium and all others that you have at your personal disposal. And be sure to like, follow, subscribe. Everything else on Muddy Waters Media all over the internet. Give the gift of Muddy Waters today. Kids love it. And be sure to hit the bell. If you're on YouTube, hit the hit the bell. Hit that bell. Hit that bell. I want your phone to blow up every single time we do anything. We want you to I be re- notified. Before I say that, first and foremost, allow me to thank the fine people at siestacava.com yes. for the kava that I am drinking on today's episode. And allow me to thank, of course, Nestle Pure Life, to is who water I'm drinking today. I think... We got it from Walmart. Bulavanaka. Bulavanaka. I think that we should... Uh, I, I've been watching a lot of YouTube recently. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I think that we should start doing like... If, if you out there are watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button. And if you subscribe, like this video or whatever you do on... I don't really know what you do on YouTube... If you subscribe and you like the video and you comment on this video, uh, you will be entered into a drawing for this Chris Reynolds shirt. Um, and then yes. somebody get so you, things like that. We should just start doing that just so more people will sign up on our YouTube. If you like this video and subscribe to this channel and comment positively, <laughs> say something nice about us. We will enter you in a raffle, if you will, to win. You're not going to believe what you're going to win. You're not going to believe it. It might actually be this Chris Reynolds shirt. That's actually as good as any idea I'm coming up with right now. Right. Now, we do have an opportunity for you to get something of much, much better value. Historical value. Although, frankly, that shirt probably has historical value, too. But... For those who follow uh, Muddy Waters very closely, uh, you may uh, or may not remember that last week, my microphone died. It just died. R.I.P. We literally were late to the show last week because my mic died. Now, this isn't just any mic. This mic is the mic that I got when I first decided I wanted to start podcasting. I started with this mic. I had one episode. Uh, my first episode was like using the, the microphone on my built, like built-in mic on my laptop 
It was terrible. And ever since that, I used this. This Blue Yeti Blackout Edition. I think that's what it's called. Blue Yeti Blackout Edition. And it has served me very, very well. It started me at my humble, humble beginnings as a humble podcaster with singles of listeners and watchers to its final time of serving me and us, serving us, serving the muddied waters community and the liberty, greater liberty movement uh, on my appearance on Kennedy. So it got me all the way to multiple national media appearances, and it thankfully did not die during Kennedy. It died after Immediately Kennedy. after. Immediately. Like, <laughs> moments after. Thank God it stayed okay for Kennedy. But what we are doing is we are auctioning this mic off tonight. And the way that we're doing it is we encourage you uh, to engage in the hashtag big black mic auction. And the way that this works is in the comments, and you can do this on Facebook, you can do this on YouTube, you can do this on Periscope, you can do this on, I believe, Twitch. You can do this on all of the all of the different platforms that we are on. You can comment live. Uh, if it's live, if it's not live, then it's already been auctioned off. Uh, but you can comment with your price, and we will give regular updates uh, with what uh, with what the highest bid is. So give your your bids, uh, and we will start the bids, the bidding at fifty dollars, which is just nothing. Let's be clear: this mic, this mic, Jacob, we're starting at fifty. Uh, this mic <laughs> is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this mic is, um, it, when it worked, it was $139. We got $50 from Sasha Cohen. This mic was $139. Uh, and I'll throw in, uh, I'll throw in, um, this USB cord cause it only works for this. And I think, well, no, the cord probably still works. Um, the cord probably yeah the, the cord, cord probably worked. worked. Oh, and by the way, also just to let you know, and I'll mention this later too, uh, it might actually work. Um, so it turns out that uh, these are actually easy to fix. But I already said I'd auction it off, so here we are. Um, oh, and I'm gonna sign it too. I'm gonna sign it, personalize it with your name, give you a nice little message of your choice, and uh, sign my name on it. Boom. And uh, and so, but it might actually. I'm told that these the USB connection, which is more than likely what the issue is, actually can be relatively easily fixed if you know how to do such a thing. So imagine you could get a mic that not only is signed by the greatest vice presidential candidate to ever run in the history of the United States, me, but also you might be able to use it. Start your own podcast. Maybe you might end up on national television. Maybe. I don't know. I certainly can't guarantee that you won't. Bidding starts at $50. We are up to 75 but only if my wife signs it too. Okay. Sure. I'm sure. We're Why up not? to 75 So... That we're going to be, we will, we will be routinely coming back uh, to this um, throughout the episode. Uh, but right now we're at 75 and we will be updating people. There, uh, People are doing $50 and stuff. It's, we're past. It's, yeah, we're past that. It's, we're, past it, I we're at 75 now. I, we're, we're at 75. So uh, Shane Skinner, 125. So we're now at 125. But we're not going to do this all night. 
thank you guys. Right. We'll get back. We'll get back to the. We'll get back to the bidding very shortly. Uh, Matt, this episode. Is, oh, this episode. Oh, this episode, <laughs> of course. I would never forget our sponsors. Uh, this episode <laughs> is brought to you by Black Coffee, spelled. B- oh, this episode is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing waffle related caucus in any party ever because no one else, it's no one has done this. Be sure to join us at the Facebook group Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, where you too can become a member of the most dynamic waffle caucus in the history of such things. And uh, if you want to, uh, you can actually become an official member. Uh, by buying one of our buttons. And the link to that is in the Waffle House Caucus group. Or you can go to muddywatersmedia.com, go to our store, and click on wherever the button is. This yeah, episode there's is buttons. All- there's buttons. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by Black Coffee, spelled B-L-V-C-K, because what the hell, nothing, nothing means anything anymore. Uh, be sure to go to Black Brews, B-L-V-C-K-Brews.com, to get the most delicious cold-brewed, organic coffee to ever be horrifically misspelled be sure to use the checkout code mw for free shipping this episode of course is also brought to you by henry mcmaster who is rounding out 2020 having thoroughly proven that he is was and shall always remain a bitch a bitch yeah uh, yeah. It looks like we're up to 140 now for that mic. Wow. 140 for the mic. Uh, 140 and, uh, for the mic. 140 for the mic. Speaking of 140 for the mic, uh, Matt, this is uh, the segment where we do the black organic coffee cold brewed caffeinated rapid fire segment brought to you, of course, by Black Coffee, BLVCK Coffee. Be sure to go to blvckbrews.com and use code MW for that sweet, sweet free shipping. Less money for shipping, more money for coffee and spelling lessons. Whew. So, after a uh, week of posturing, yes. uh, saying there's no way that he would ever sign a spending bill of the magnitude of $2.3 trillion unless even more money was spent on stimulus. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump signed the $2.3 trillion stimulus or spending package. Mm -hmm. And to many of his supporters, this came as quite the shock. However, just shocking. But however, Mm. I I see a lot of people saying, you know, Trump, Trump could veto. Trump's been threatening a veto. Look, he's not going to veto. And let me tell you why, because at the end of it, he wants to, he still wants to be remembered. I'm the best. I'm the greatest president we've ever this had. Was People a week love ago. me. I, everybody out there loves <laughs> One me. Week. We, I'm the greatest. He is not going to be the guy that doesn't give the stimulus to the people. He won't do that. He wants people to continue loving him. Loving, loving in quotes. Uh, he wants people to continue doing that without, and without doing this, he is going to lose that for a lot of people who have been waiting for a new stimulus. Donald Trump is a big government progressive. Was a few I months tired? ago, the <laughs> only reason he would veto this is because it wasn't big enough. In fact, he just recently released he wants to uh, bump it up and give everyone 2000 bucks and cut out the foreign aid, which, hey, you know what? Cut out the foreign aid. Let's be clear, the foreign aid is about $3 billion, give or take. So it's a, it's a, it's a pittance of it. 
sure, cut it out. Um, and honestly, if you were saying just give everyone two grand and cut out all the other stuff, you know, don't do any of the other things, just give them two grand, I'd be on his side if that's what he means. If he means just do it this way, again, we're not fans of handing out money to people, but when you shut down everything, you sort of have to make sure people don't starve to death. And I mean, this is terrible. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it is the beginning of UBI, which is a terrible inflationary program that would be yep. financially ruinous. Sorry to all my, my UBI-loving libertarians, but I've talked many times about why it would be ruinous, even worse than the welfare state, because there's no means testing, so politicians can just give you checks every day if they want to. Uh, but So it's not a good thing, uh, but I would side with him if he said, you know, instead of 600 bucks uh, and all this other garbage, just 2000 bucks to everyone. I think I'd, and, and no, and none of this other fluff or programs being created or whatever, I'd probably be like, yeah, you know what? Do that thing. Do what he said. Um, but he's not going to do that. He's going to talk. He's going to do what AOC does. Here, there's a comparison. He's going to do what AOC does. He's going to. That's a good comparison. Signal to his supporters. He's going to play good cop to this his This is a terrible bill. This is a terrible bill. It shouldn't be passed. We need to be a better bill. It's bad. just, this isn't good. This is not a good bill. We could have and done so much better. And then he's going to. going to sign it. And guess what happened, folks? Everything that we literally said, every single word, literally of it, everything, is every exactly what happened. Is ex- yeah, is exactly what happened. He was like, "I'm gonna send it back. I'm gonna send it back. I'm gonna redline it, and I'm gonna send it back, and they're gonna have to pass that." And uh, no, yep, he signed it. And now, but- now I we had the, the the people when I when I put this out on Twitter and said, "Hey, look, he did the thing we said he'd do." Uh, a lot of people said that's not true. He invoked the Impoundment Control Act of 1979, and I said that's correct. You should read it. It says that he can delay funding for 45 days. That's it. That's yep. it. And he's not going to be president for another 45 days. He just signed a bill. To give money to Joe Biden to spend. He just eased, you know, for all the talk of, is Donald Trump going to acknowledge that Joe Biden's the next president and help the transition? He just handed $2.4 trillion, give or take, to Joe Biden to ease that transition into the Biden presidency. He signed it. All the Empowerment Control Act says is that if he can tell Congress what he wants to have changed, Congress can decide to... Uh, to negotiate that if they negotiate it the way he says it automatically becomes that way if they don't or if they fail to or refuse to it gets passed the way it was just signed they just failed to change anything yep the house uh, added the two thousand dollars but that was it the senate under uh, cocaine mitch mcconnell said nope we're not just going to uh, add the two thousand we also have to couple that with repealing Section 230 and uh, investigating the election. That failed. You're getting $600 it's, so, and a so that nearly $2,500 bill for it. That didn't fail. That, that vote didn't fail. Uh, he delayed the vote. They, he blocked the move to vote only on the 2000 and then he said that he wanted to he was like if you want to if you want to put in the 2000 because that's what trump wants we're going to couple it with the other things that trump also wants ah. but he said we're not going to vote on that until after we vote on uh the ndaa so it's not that it failed it's just that he blocked it from even reaching the floor at this time 
So when is it going to go through? After the NDAA vote, but both ran. We're going to get to the NDAA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's at least going to be after that segment. So that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, so it ain't yeah, happening but, right now. The way it's, it's written not, right now is what AOC and Trump complained about together. Yep. And then they both, AOC voted for it and Trump signed it. You got conned. Yeah. Every, you got conned. AOC said it's too long. Nobody has time to read it and voted yes. Trump yeah. said it's a terrible bill. Signed it. Signed it. Oh, and we were also told, well, he line item vetoed it. No, he didn't. The no. line item veto was ruled unconstitutional in 1998. There is no such thing as a line item veto at the federal level. He in, he uh, invoked the ICA, which allows him to delay funding until Biden's president. That's it. That's all he did. He signed a bill for Joe Biden to spend money on. Because he's the most libertarian president ever. We're going to get to that later, too. <laughs> that was 1998. Oh, okay. No. It was the bill was passed in 1996. It was immediately challenged by some of the senators who fought to to get it to to not uh, pass it, and uh, it uh, hopped around federal courts uh, through 96 and 97, and then in June of two, 1998, the Supreme Court uh, refused to hear the case, which uh, upheld, which then by process of them refusing to hear it, it upheld the lower courts' uh, uh, ruling that it was unconstitutional. So we haven't had a line item veto for 22 years, and we briefly had it for like eight weeks. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I, I was like, I remember a long time ago uh, when I was in civics class, uh, I answered that they could line item veto something, and it was unconstitutional at the time, and that wasn't in 1998. Yeah. So... So I, I was they, like, they used to not have a line item veto. Then they okay. introduced a bill called the line. I think it was called the line item veto act, which gave the president the ability to just veto specific parts of legislation. And then the, the, the uh, Congress would have to vote to override those specific line item vetoes. Um, and it was ruled unconstitutional. Yeah. They said okay. That, yeah. They, they said that I it just, is not I up to the president. Yeah. yeah. They said that it yeah. is not up to the president to decide what parts of legislation he's okay with or not, or he or she is okay with or not okay with. They can either veto the whole thing or they can pass the whole thing. They, they because uh, for them to be able to line item veto is a in inherently legislative act. They are choosing which parts they want to there to be law and which parts they don't. So it's actually an extra legislative uh, process that is not uh, what was intended for the executive. That's what the court said. Um, and so there is no line item veto and that's not what he did. He didn't, he didn't, he, he, he basically asked Congress if they'll renegotiate. So right. they might, they, they're, they're going to possibly do it and we might or might not get 2000 or we might get just 600. Uh, and either way, we're also getting a huge bill. We're either getting a $600 check and a $2,400 bill with interest, or we're getting a $2,000 check and a God knows how much bill with interest. Uh, I believe 4,000 is the estimate. So we shall uh, see. So should the 2,000 get passed, mm -hmm. should it happen? 
the estimate on how much that will increase the just the the direct payments yes is to 463 billion dollars yes so that is one half of the 900 billion just over one half of the 900 billion dollars for the stimulus package already yep so it will add and make this 20 seven ish uh 27 ish trillion or 2.7 trillion dollars making it the largest spending bill ever passed yep most libertarian and conservative president ever ever keep in mind the thing that the, the republicans are praising him for right now is for saying spend even more money that we don't have run up even more deficit spending please oh and also cut out $3 billion in aid, which again, as I said in that clip, good, cut it out, cut all of everything out. That's fine. It's a drop in the bucket compared to the increase. Uh, That $3 billion, okay, great, take it out. You're talking about adding, what, uh, uh, almost $300 billion to it. So you're taking out a penny and adding a dollar. That's what, where you're taking out a, 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 for every billion dollars, you're taking out, you're adding $100 billion to it. That is not fiscal conservatism. It's many things, but fiscal conservatism is not one of it. Now, thankfully... Well, hang on, real real quick. I do understand why uh, Kelly Loeffler and David David Perdue? Loeffler and Perdue. The the Republicans in in the Senate from Georgia. Um, I understand why they will vote for it. Oh, of course. Yeah, I get it. They are buying a vote, and I under I understand it. I get that. I don't know if the rest of the Republicans will fall into that line. I kind of doubt yeah. that they will. Well, many of them will, but not all of them. Possibly enough to flip it, which is why Mitch McConnell wanted to pair it with everything else. Yeah, exactly. Mitch McConnell's trying to kill this thing. Oh, yes. He is Which trying is to very kill it interesting. so hard. It's very interesting what Mitch is doing. Uh, Mitch, this is further proof that Mitch McConnell cares about Mitch McConnell and has a very, very long game going on uh, that is uh, a very interesting human being, Mitch McConnell. Cocaine Turtle Mitch uh, is uh, make t- making a typical cocaine turtle power move that he is want to make. Uh, but thankfully, um, we did have Christmas morning, specifically in the South. We had a, a great, peaceful morning. We got to spend time with loved ones on Zoom, uh, and uh, or or in person. I, I mine was in person, uh, unless you were in Nashville. Uh, so. Someone took an RV. It's, if you look there in the left corner, there's a white RV. And they parked it in front of the AT&T building. And then they, they exploded this. it. They, yeah, they blew, that, they, they blew it up. They blew it up. They blew and, it up. They and, blew it right up. Oh, and he was in it as far as uh, they yeah. found DNA evidence of his existence yes. in that RV. Enough to be certain that he was in it. And obviously died because you don't survive being inside of a vehicle that that does that. So for anybody who doesn't know, 
I um before I moved here mm-hmm. and started this whole thing, I lived in Nashville. Yep. Uh, and I know exactly where that truck was parked. I have oh. walked right next to that spot countless, countless times. Um and it's it's on second in between a uh church and commerce, I believe. Uh right across from the spaghetti factory. Like there's a lot of great businesses around there absolute tragedy that something like this is going to happen in yep, yep. Uh, downtown nashville uh especially on christmas um and my heart goes out to every one of the business owners yep. you're they were already having a huge issue with the fact that uh their mayor was closing them down yep, and lockdowns and oh, yeah. lockdowns and their mayor was like making them even strict uh, more strict than the governor was. Uh, so Nashville was having a really difficult time, especially the downtown businesses. So adding that to it, my heart goes out to everybody in downtown Nashville. Yeah. Um, Thankfully it appeared no one died. Correct. Uh, well, well, except for the person who did it, no one right. else, no, no one, one else who died. wasn't three, three, three yeah. people were injured. Yeah. Three people were injured and 70 businesses were damaged. So it's devastating what happened to the businesses and obviously to those people who end up being injured. Thankfully, no one's dead except for the person who decided to blow his RV up in the middle of downtown. Um, So that's good. Um, His name is Anthony Warner. Anthony Um, Warner. And uh, for some reason that we either don't know or hasn't been told yet, uh, he locked himself in his RV and he set off a timer uh, and there was a, a loudspeaker that told everyone to evacuate the area before blowing uh, himself up uh, and doing the damage that we were just talking about in uh, in that historic area of Nashville. Uh, I actually l- listened to one that had the um, the audio to it. It was actually a leaked video from the, and it was creepy because it was something out of like Saw. You just hear yeah. this woman's voice saying, if you can hear this, evacuate the area. You must evacuate the area. Evacuate the area. If you can hear that, and it was like on a loop for like, I think 15 minutes, right? It was like for. So there, so there was, it, it said that for a while. And yeah. then when it got to 15 minutes, there was a countdown that said, if you can hear this, evacuate. This, R, this is RV or vehicle or whatever is going to uh, blow up. Uh, in 15 minutes and for, and, you know, in 14 minutes and yeah, 13 yeah, yeah, yeah. minutes and 12. Yeah. And then it did a countdown to really let people know. And a big reason that a lot of the people left was because there was a countdown saying, get this out. going to blow up. Get yeah. out. Yeah. That's um, if, if, if anyone ever gives you a t- countdown and says to leave, just go ahead and do it. Right. Even if they're fun in you, I'd rather have them go, ha, ah, I gotcha then actually blow up and then you're dead um so yeah no it's uh it was a very very creepy thing um and uh so tell what did you find i couldn't find out much about the guy other than he had a a computer business like yeah so i found i I found out a little i did not find out a lot um He had a house in antioch tennessee which is right outside of nashville right um he ended up just giving his house to some woman just gave it to her. He'd been there for like 10 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just signed it over to this woman who hadn't signed it. She didn't even know that it was being given to her. Um, his neighbors, his neighbors uh, just said that he was a quiet guy, seemed nice. They all said, you know, the typical, he doesn't seem like he heard it. He 
never never would have guessed that he would hurt anything. He wouldn't hurt a fly. Right. You know, I'd, he he used to watch after. He was my so dog, quiet, yeah. so quiet. He kept to himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, he was a loner. He was a recluse. Um, they were, uh, and they said his next door neighbors had talked to him a couple of weeks beforehand or a week beforehand or something. Mm -hmm. And he was asking, he saw him out by the mailbox when he was driving by and he said, Hey, yeah. And you know, talk to him about Christmas, what his plans were. I mean, that guy's got plans for Christmas, but he just said, he said, (laughs) the neighbor asked him if Santa had anything uh, in store for him. And he goes, (laughs) you know, he said, he's like, "Uh, Nashville and the world is going to remember me after this Christmas. And the guy just thought that, maybe something to do with this computer business. Maybe he was getting some cool gift. He didn't even consider that he was going to a terrorist he attack. Was, yeah. He was going to do would a terrorist that? attack. Yeah. I would, I'm trying to think any of my neighbors that if they said something like that, I would go to terrorist attack. No, there's, there really isn't a whole lot that one of my neighbors would say to me that I would have, Unless they're like, I'm gonna go blow. I'm gonna up go blow up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, if they if they if actually they said kinda, it, yeah. If they yeah. just kind of like said something, uh, if they just kind of said something off the cuff, then yeah, yeah, no, like something flippant, I would just been like, okay, cool. Have, yeah, have a good day, man. Yeah, you wouldn't think terror attack. This is a few other things you might think. Um, and it's also how we said it. Like we now have the the hindsight of 2020, knowing what happened. You know, unless he's like, they're going to remember me. Like, you know, if you just said, yeah, you know, people are going to remember me. Be like, hey, yeah, Merry Christmas, pal. And then you go on about your day. You don't really think of it. But so. And yeah, so like real Brandy Powers uh, said, why park in that spot specifically? Apparently, that was a massive cell hub for AT&T. And some people are saying that he was on this anti 5g crusade. I'm not going to say that. Cause I don't know. We like don't know. we, we, we don't know there. He didn't leave a manifesto. He didn't leave any notes. He, there was no reasoning behind it that they have found or they haven't released. So we don't know. We just know that he went to Nashville parked in front of the AT&T building and blew himself blew up. up yeah. In, yeah. Blew himself in an RV up. It's possible he was in some kind of like beef with AT&T over like some kind of customer service thing and it just went to his head or something. Like we don't know. We I mean, don't none know. Of, there's it's the odds of it being a good reason are very low. There aren't mm-hmm. a lot of good reasons to blow yourself up in front of a major building on Christmas morning. Like it's just, it's not And the AT&T building is so cool. Oh, is it? <laughs> the at it's just a cool building. It's it looks like a Batman building. Hmm. It's, yeah, so, it's just a really cool building. So um, we, we don't know what, and we don't know why. So he quit claimed his home to some stranger? Yeah. Well, not a stranger. I, I guess they know each other. I'm not oh, even okay. 100% sure. Um, But it's some woman that she story. didn't know that she got the, she didn't know that she got the home. She had to sign the deed. But it was all written out that she was going to be the new owner and she just needs to sign on that line. That is so weird. I don't, this is such a weird story. Hopefully we find out more because why the hell did he do this? Um, hopefully we find out what actually happened. Uh, but, um, 
Now, good news is that the ATF has told you that your stabilizing brace on your weapon, if you have one, will be legal, at least until Joe Biden's president. Right. Uh, a so, couple of weeks ago, we actually reported on this that uh, yeah. they were going after the stabilizing braces. Um, but no, not anymore. They released a notice saying that they were withdrawing the former notice. So if you are somebody out there with stabilizing braces on your pistols and whatever else. Um, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. But you're OK for now. OK, I'll say it. Stop telling everyone about all your guns. Like, it's one thing that to tell them that you're armed or to show a gun or something just to normalize it. But I know a lot of people that they just share all their guns. Stop posting that on the Internet. Now everyone knows you have all these guns and they've yep. got pictures of it and there's photographic evidence and they know what to look for. It's don't it's just no. What's a gun? Hmm. Yeah. Do you know, I mean, how, do you know how I, many guns I own? No. Zero. I don't even know what a firearm is. I know. It, I, I, I served a little bit of time in the military. I understand what one is, but I own zero. I mean, I've, I think I've seen one on TV. Oh, I've definitely seen that. I watch a lot of Tarantino. It was, you know, I saw a thing and it, it made a noise. Now, you know what you of, can get? I watch a lot of cop shows. They use them all the time. Um, well, you know what you can get, and the ATF has not ruled that it's illegal yet, and you definitely want to get one before Joe Biden bans it, and that is a dead microphone. <laughs> the This microphone, uh, for those who didn't catch it earlier, we are doing a hashtag big black mic auction, and uh, this is the microphone that I have been using uh, for uh, the better part of three years now, and it has pro- helped to propel me to the where you see me today, dear in my house on this show in the same seat you saw me in, the, in the, literally the exact same seat that i started this show in um although i'm thinking i might upgrade the i might end up getting a new chair too but anyway so we are auctioning this mic off it is own a piece of history this mic started uh at as a uh, uh started my career uh interviewing mostly just my friends with singles sometimes dozens of people watching and uh, and it has you know propelled me to the point of actually being on national media and uh, and having many more singles of people watching and listening. A couple zeros have been added to that over the over the uh, over the years. And uh, so a lot of history here. And uh, you can have this. I will sign it with your name. Uh, well, sign my name, but I'll personalize it with your name. And uh, you can get this today for the low, low price of whatever the highest bid is during this auction. Um, and uh, uh, I will also send the this, the cord, because it works. You can use it for something else. Uh, and also, I am told that it's possible that this might be able to be fixed. Um, supposedly, these connectors uh, break easily and are replaced somewhat easily as well. So you could potentially have a mic that was used by me and signed by me that you can use in your podcasting slash virtual schooling slash whatever you want to use a microphone for uh, career. Right now, the bid is at 140. Is that 140? Are we at 140? One, so the 140. Bid, the, uh, the highest bid is, in fact, at 100 
and 40 United States dollars. Yes. And that's where we are right now. I'm going back to make sure we don't have anything higher, but it looks like, yeah. I've been kind of keeping an eye on it. Oh, okay. So we're at 140. Um, we're at 140. And uh, whoever has the highest bid at the end of the show will be the lucky, lucky, lucky winner of this microphone. Someone said that's only $18 on Amazon. This is definitely not only $18 on Amazon. No. These are... I, well, I, I guess maybe a, bro- maybe a broken I literally mic. bought the same mic so we would sound the same. And then, and then mine breaks. breaks. I love it. I've now got this really cool microphone. It's a Shure MV7, which mm. is like a really... Yeah, it's, it's, it's the kind that Joe Rogan uses. So. If more people would visit anchor.fm slash muddied waters and hit the donate button i'd be able to get one of those too um derek ambrose offers a 600 hundred dollar credit on my taxes well that's i already got one of those so thank you um so okay so oh. there's where that's where we are right now and uh Elizabeth Kokiard says, for the love of God, wait for my stimulus. Well, listen, you can pledge now. I mean, you don't have to pay this very second. We will want it relatively soon. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll let that continue. Um, but uh, now we are going on to yet another item uh, that is going on, and that is the NDAA, which is a convoluted mess. I know you're surprised I- to hear that. So, um, fun facts, uh, the NDAA started 60 years ago. There's a 59-year streak of passing it, in case you didn't know that. Um, I learned that not long ago, and I felt I needed to share. Um, So when Trump vetoed the NDAA, this Congress said, we're not going to be the first one in 60 years not to pass one. Um, Now, he vetoed it. Not because, you know, the outrageous spending. or Because it should be, yeah. As it should be. Uh, He vetoed it because it didn't get rid of Section 230. Uh, There were provisions in it seeking to halt the U.S. troop withdrawals in Afghanistan and Germany. And it changed the name of military bases around the world uh, named after Confederate generals. Which to... (laughs) So it changed the names of bases from Confederate generals. Yeah, did I say that wrong? No, I just think I read it wrong. Okay. Um, Because God knows I'm perfectly fine with worldwide mass murder campaigns as long as the bases aren't named after racists. Right. Right. Racists that we long ago accepted into our military and now we need... I I don't know. I don't... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Now, the House voted uh, yesterday uh, 322 to 87 to override the veto. Wow. um, Which easily surpassed the two-thirds majority that they needed. And now it has to go to the Senate where it needs the same two-thirds to pass without a signature. But it's going to be slightly more difficult because in a – Rare, but not as rare as other people, uh, not as rare as other occasions. Rand Paul and Bernie Sanders are saying they're going to stall the bill for different reasons. Right. Rand is going to stall because he wants to end the Afghan war and bring the troops home. Bernie is going to stall the bill until we get the $2,000. 
So this bill actually, uh, the way it is written, it actually, it, am I correct that it actually, it, sl- it halts? Trump wants to halt U.S. troop withdrawals or this bill halts the U.S. Bill, troop? The bill halts. Okay, halts U.S. troop withdrawals in Afghanistan and Germany. So that's actually a good reason to to veto it. Yes. Okay. That one is. So that Rand one wants is. To I've, get- I've, everything that I was reading about it from uh, the media was because he wants to get rid of Section 230, which, real quick, guys, if you get rid of Section 230, do you think social media is going to be a better place? Do you it's, know how bad it will get if they can be held liable for the things that we say on their platforms? Guys. We are and have often been the victims of big tech. Yeah. We are not defending big tech by any stretch of the imagination. No. If no. you make it so that big tech companies that Facebook can be held liable for anything that happens as a result of something that was written or posted on Facebook or on YouTube or on Twitter, they are going to so heavily monitor and censor everything you do. You think you're being heavily censored now? You won't get to say that something's dumb. You won't be able to give your opinion about anything, even like, and they can't individually monitor you. So they're just going to set the bots free. It's going to be like, there will be entire words you can just never say. And not like bad words, words like bad and dumb and guarantee and anything that a lawyer would look at and go, "Mm, you might get sued for that. Like this is. A total nightmare. It would effectively end social media. And and by the way, not just Facebook, but also Parler and MeWe and Float and all the third-party ones. Anything that is a social media platform, the people who own it can be sued for anything that anyone says or does using that platform as a medium for communications. Yep. All social media will be heavily, 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 heavily censored because it has to. You Patricia will be back Marie to says, see- Patricia Marie says moist will be banned. And yes, moist would yeah, be banned. Moist will absolutely because of be banned. How many people dislike that word? Yep. 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 Caitlin Cloven says, but my redneck uncle said Section 230 is what Zuckerberg is using to control our shadow government. It, it has to go. No, you're right. You're right. That's it, true. That's true. It is true that Section 230 also says that Mark Zuckerberg can control your thoughts and send children to rape bases in Mars uh, for the reptilian overlords that control our deep state government. That's not the part that we're against repealing. We're against the, repealing the other part. The part that... Would literally end would social media. end social media. <laughs> right. Like, it would end social media. It and would people go, over. Well, well, shouldn't, shouldn't uh, companies be able to be sued for things they do? Yes, for things they do. If you make it the law... That you can be sued for something that someone says or does on your platform 
which means Mark Zuckerberg can end up being treated like Ross Ulbricht. Say goodbye to social media as anything oh. other than a heavily, heavily approved. You will be allowed to post pictures of your pets after you have proven you own them through registration and maybe food, but possibly not that. I was going to say depending because you could offend somebody with an allergy. This is bad. Yeah. Do not are- get rid. Don't get rid of section 230. If you want to reclassify them as publishers as as opposed to platforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a different discussion. Yep. Completely different discussion. But if you get rid of section 230, which keeps them from being able to be sued for what we say on their platform, well, this show's gone. Yeah. The show is so gone. All the shows are gone. All the shows are gone. Everything is gone. gone. No one. Big tech would rather social media not exist than for them to be perpetually potentially exposed to lawsuits because you posted something and it offended someone else. And so they're not going to they're going to err on the side of caution. The bots will be all over the freaking place. If your pictures, here's a perfect example. Um, In reaction to uh, legislation that was passed uh, to protect children uh, against uh, objectionable content, uh, YouTube put out bots that if you have a lot of bright and 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 uh, bright and pretty colors or, or cartoonish looking effects on your video, it automatically reviews it to see if it's potentially being marketed to children, and it greatly reduces the amount of money you can make because it greatly reduces the kind of advertising that's allowed on your video, even if it has nothing to do with children. Imagine if those same bots are being told, "Get rid of anything that could potentially get us sued." Social media ends as a result of that. Not because no one wants it anymore, but because no one wants to get sued out of existence. So the only social media that is left is like illegal underground social media that the vast majority of people are going to be too scared to use because it will be easy to track if you're using it or not. This is a terrible, 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 terrible idea. Um, there are all uh, all sorts of... Uh, 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 all sorts of things that can be done, mostly just deregulating the social media and internet sphere so that more competitors can come in, which is why they never actually talk about that because it's an actual solution. But this is a terrible idea. Uh, We definitely do not want that. Um, Yeah, you'll have to get FDA permission to post pictures of food. I mean, like, you, this is really, 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 really bad. No. No, bad. So the House voted 322 to 87 to override Trump. Um, Now it goes back to the Senate. Well, we already did that part. Um, So outside of halting troop withdrawal, Mm -hmm. outside of halting troop withdrawal, um, this, the NDAA included 14 Lockheed Martin F-35 joint strike fighters over what the Department of Defense budget requested of 12 F-35AS's and two F-35, or sorry, F-35As and two F-35Bs. So they're getting 14 over. Yeah. They're getting more planes than they asked for. Yeah, they're getting more than they asked for. And these planes Um, are like hundreds of millions or billions of dollars each. 
the this one actually I don't have that big of a problem with the Air Force is to add six uh, F-35s that Turkey had originally paid for. But when Turkey bought uh, weapons from Russia, they voided their contract. So now we just have the planes. I'm OK with that. They can, they can have that. They voided a contract. Sure. All right. I may not agree with the terms of the contract, but it was a contract. It was a contract. Yeah, it was a contract. Um. 9.1 of the 730 billion is in those planes. Uh, there is full funding of Northrop Roman's B-21 stealth bomber, uh, which including which includes the first year of procurement funds. Um, the per- Pacific Deterrence Initiative, which will enhance and focus Department of Defense efforts to counter China's influence in the Indo-Pacific. Mm. Uh, funded at 2.2 billion includes investments in infrastructure and equipment to the region. Billions of dollars to make sure that China doesn't flex their muscles in China. Like the Indo-Pacific. Imagine if the Chinese government spent billions of dollars to send their Navy here to keep the U.S. military from flexing their muscles in the Gulf of Mexico or off the coast of California or... Pearl Harbor or the Port of Charleston or the Florida Keys or, you know, just a matter of miles away from the shoreline of the United States. That's that's what that is. That's what that is. That'll help. Yep. Um, it provides $250 million for the Ukraine Security Assistance Initiative, which provides support and assistance to uh, the Ukrainian Armed Forces. Uh, it prevents reduction in the number of U.S. forces uh, stationed in, in Germany below 34,500. So uh, no matter what, there will always be 34,500 uh, troops over in Germany. The hotbed uh, it, that is Germany. The hotbed that is Germany right now. Uh, it fully funds the European Deterrence Initiative and invests in additional capabilities to support deterrence in the European Command Area of Operations. Five hundred million. A lot of people. So a lot of people are saying that this was in the uh, spending bill, but apparently it's not in the spending bill, but it's in the uh, the defense bill, the NDAA. So uh, is it two separate things, or this is the this is the money to Israel? So I never found the money to Israel in the spending. I didn't go through five thousand so, pages. So this must be the okay. I'm okay. I'm thinking that it's this. Okay. Uh, 500 million in U.S. assistance to Israel under the U.S.-Israel Memorandum of Understanding uh, for eight years. One of the largest historical provisions of defense aid to Israel. One of the richest per capita countries on earth that already has a massive military and a lavish social safety net. You are having tax, you are having debt run up in your name and your children and grandchildren's name to hand even more money to that and many other governments. It authorizes the State Department to offer rewards for providing information on foreign election interference and provides a defense or provides a definition of foreign election interference. And I can't see how that could possibly go wrong. (laughs) I can't think of how that could go wrong. 
There's no way that could go wrong. No. Um, one of the sections lays out higher requirements for appellate military judges for the appeals court process, which actually isn't a bad thing. Okay. Um, they need 12 years of minimum experience. However, however, the very following subsection says it can be waived if it will impair the ability of the court to hear and decide appeals in a timely manner. So however many paragraphs was spent on that were a complete and total waste because they're just, this is how government works, by the way. So they'll introduce a reform, but they'll give weasel wording to themselves so that they can immediately invoke it and go, well, we can't do this. This would impair the ability of the court to hear and decide appeals in a timely manner. The, the first example of this weeding, weasel wording is actually in Article 1 of the Constitution. It's called the habeas corpus, uh, 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 habeas corpus clause. And what it says is that, and I'm paraphrasing, but it basically says that the, right, the ability of government to suspend habeas corpus, uh, uh, government shall not be allowed to suspend habeas corpus, which means they can't hold you without... Uh, a reason for holding you. They can't detain you indefinitely. They have to give you due process and all of that. They can't just hold you forever unless there's a war uh, or, and it names a couple, or insurrection, uh, unrest, or some other condition that may require it. So when we talk about, you know, oh, Guantanamo Bay is unconstitutional or, you know, uh, you know, uh, holding uh, American citizens, uh, detaining them against their will indefinitely without trial. That's unconstitutional. No, it's not. No, no it's, it's not. not. The, the founders, the Hamiltonians, absolutely put in the Constitution the weasel wording that allows them to do that. So this is just continuing and, on that proud Federalist tradition of weasel wording. And if you wonder why uh, when Donald Trump was all upset about uh, everything this summer and he said... <laughs> And he said, uh, Antifa is a terrorist group. Yes. It's because he is able to then hold anybody that he who, calls Antifa. That he calls Antifa yep. indefinitely. Yep. Because they are a terrorist group. Yep. And uh, since Antifa is not an actual, like, structured organization, he can call anyone Antifa that he wants to. Yeah. And then that means he can waterboard them. He can send them uh, or, or and, and now Joe Biden can. Joe Biden now will soon get to decide who is or is not a terrorist. We're going to miss all of you, by the way. Yeah, really? yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, you might be with us. Um, so you, know, you uh, never know. But and what it does, what essentially what the NDAA of 2021 does is it takes a lot of power from the legislative branch. Yep. Yep. And it hands it to the executive. Just gives the power that they once had and they said, "No, you can have it, Mr. President." Checks and balances. President. We don't need that. One they just handed it away because they said, "No, no, you guys can deal with it. We don't want to deal with that. We're only making $135,000 a year or whatever it is. Um, we can't possibly be involved in this whole legislating things and reviewing the executive branch and providing counsel and advice and counsel. You can do all that. That'll be you can easier. Do that. You're all already in the same office. You can just do everything. Right. But yes, that is what 
the NDAA is doing. It gives a lot of money to a lot of different places. Uh, it ensures that we won't be taking troops home from places from Afghanistan or Germany or, or Germany, some other places yeah, yeah. Uh, for quite some time. And it takes a lot of the power that at one point was given to the legislative branch mm-hmm. for a specific purpose and hands it off to the president. Yep. The uh, once again, the Congress is abdicating their responsibility and giving away power uh, to the executive branch. Now, I'll tell you one thing that is good to give away, and that is this dead microphone. We are uh, doing, if you just tuned in, we are doing an auction uh, of this, my microphone that I have been doing, I have been using for uh, since the beginning of my podcasting career, and which uh, finally came to a sudden and screeching halt in between my uh, recording with Kennedy or my live episode with Kennedy and uh, and my uh, and uh, the holiday live special, Christmas show, the live Christmas show, and if I had to pick a thing between those for it to go dead, we that the live Christmas show we were a little late. Uh, I will be thankful. This thing served me well. It struggled to re- to hang on and stay with me through the Kennedy interview. And for that, I will always love you. But now it's time for you to go off to someone who will keep you for your historical value that you have uh, as being Spike Cohen, Libertarian Party vice presidential candidate and podcaster, ren- world-renowned, world-renowned. Everyone in the world. Extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. Podcaster extraordinaire. Um, To keep this in your collection. And also, we're told it might actually, you might be able to fix it. Because it turns out it's just this, uh, it's just this connector, this USB connector here. And I'll give you the cord. I'll give you the cord too. You can have the cord. So the, oh, what, what are, is it, what, are we still at 140 for the bid? One, one, uh, uh, I'm going to bid for it. Uh, Caitlin Cloven, she's going to bid for it and then put a Joe Jorgensen sticker on it. We definitely have room for that. Yeah. Ton, tons of room for that. Um, tons of room. <laughs> yeah. So we're at, uh, so we're at 140. Um, and uh, yeah, we are at 140. And so... Uh, what we will be doing is at the end of this episode, whoever is giving us the, whoever has the highest bid, we will be giving this microphone, well, selling or rewarding you for your bid. Right. For your donation. For your donation, we will be giving you this totally coincidentally, but only if you have the highest bid. You have to have the highest donation. The highest donation. Muddy, the highest donation to Muddied Waters Media gets you. A microphone. Tom Pinkasoff asks, uh, have we thought of getting the microphone on Joe Rogan? Sure. Sure. I would love to have that microphone on just, Joe Rogan. Just have it sit here. And Joe's like, hey, man, you ever tried DMT? And the mic's like, because it's a mic. The mic just so you stares too. blankly. The mic, the mic just stares micedly. Mikeedly staring uh, at the Joe Rogan. So yeah, no, you can get this. Uh, we are at 140, and uh, we are continuing to take bids all the way through. Now, we uh, 
as we mentioned before, 2020 is will be remembered for a lot of things. But one of the things that will be most remembered for will be the fact that we got to experience. Actually, in all the, fairness, that's the last four years. Yeah, that's true. Well, it was the final year. It turned out to be the final year. The final of year. Of us living under the governance, the guidance, if you will, of the most libertarian president of possibly all of American history, not just now, but ever in any country in history, easily the most libertarian one, Donald J. Trump. And so we here at Muddy Waters Media have put together a video thanking Donald Trump for his very, very libertarian, not remotely big government authoritarian actions by putting together a series of his greatest hits in what we call Thank You, President Trump. We will bridge our divisions, heal our wounds, and unify our country. And if we do that, if we work together, then there is nothing we cannot achieve as Americans. There are a lot of things that I'm unhappy about in this bill. There are a lot of things that we shouldn't have had in this bill, but we were, in a sense, forced if we want to build our military we were forced to have there are some things that we should have in the bill but i say to congress i will never sign another bill like this again i'm not going to do it again i like taking the guns early like in this crazy man's case that just took place in florida this bill contains 85.5 million dollars for assistance to cambodia our order also does the following ends the policy of catch and release at the border. $134 million to Burma. And it's going to be a real war. It's going to be a high war. It's going to be a beautiful war. It's going to be a war. $25 million for democracy and gender programs in Pakistan. Calls for the hiring of another 5,000 Border Patrol officers. Calls for the tripling the number of ICE officers. $1.3 billion for Egypt and the Egyptian military, which will go out and buy almost exclusively Russian military equipment. So today I'm announcing that I have directed Secretary Purdue to provide $16 billion in assistance to America's farmers and ranchers, $505 million to Belize, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, and Panama. Creates an Office of Homeland Security dedicated to supporting the victims of illegal immigrant crime. $566 million for construction projects at the FBI. This support for farmers will be paid for by the billions of dollars our Treasury takes in, will be taken in, depending on what period of time we're talking, many billions of dollars. I am asking Congress to amend this bill and increase the ridiculously low $600 to $2,000. Take the guns first, go through due process second. And everyone stood and clapped. 
everyone stood and clapped. I was really worried at the end there that I misspelled libertarian. Um, <laughs> You're like waiting the whole time. Like, yeah, I was like, crap. I, I, I'm pretty certain I spelled that correctly. Um, he Jonathan said he was going to, da- he said he was going to drain the, drain the, drain the swamp, but it turns out that it's a federally protected wetlands. Jonathan Trommer says uh, that soft emotional background music is like 10 cents a day vibes, which yep. that was exactly what I was looking for. That we was were, what I wanted. We were going for arms of an angel, but not getting sued sued or demonetized or yeah. Or having our video taken down, but that same general vibe. So if that's, if it made you feel like we were going to tell you that for the cup of a price of a cup of coffee a week, you too can save a starving Ethiopian badger. Uh, that's what we wanted. By the way, for the small price of a, of a, a cup of coffee a week, you too can save a small Ethiopian badger. For the, for the small price of a candy bar a day, you can give somebody a $600 stimulus check. Um, for the small price of the highest bid at the end of this episode, you too can save the life of this microphone. Because again, I'm being told that you can fix it. It looks like this thing is out a little bit. So you can fix this, and then you. Oh, did you just yank that thing out one day? No, I literally wasn't even touching it. It was weird. So, a little bit of a backstory here. I was doing my sound check with Kennedy's. uh, uh, So, uh, a couple hours before they call you and just do a sound check and tell you where the mic should be positioned and everything else. And uh, I'm talking with him, and all of a sudden I couldn't hear him, and I went. Well, that's not good. And he couldn't hear me. So I, I, I messed around with it a little bit and it was working fine again. I went, okay. Then that night I do the, the interview with uh, Kennedy. Everything works great. I get up, I go to, I think like grab something to drink or something, come back to get ready for the show with Matt. Cause it was like 10 minutes later, five minutes later, and it didn't work ever again. Opening bid for 100. Uh, right now we're at the high bid of 140 dollars and I think one cent. I think someone did that. I think someone did the 140 and one cent. Anyway, we're don't, at, don't even accept that. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, we're doing we're doing one four. We're doing f- at least five dollar increments. You can't don't do right. the the thing unless you go up to four twenty sixty nine. That we will allow that. Right. <laughs> if you go up to four twenty sixty nine, we will allow you to do bids that are not in $5 increments. Correct. Um, <laughs> so speaking of... Speak, speaking of people shamelessly giving us money. Oh! I like that. There's a lead-in. Speaking of people giving us money for a long time... Now is the uh, this is a segment that we like to call the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment, where you can go to anchor.fm and leave messages for us, and we listen to them and answer them every single week. 
you can go on uh, anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters and press the leave a message button. You can leave us messages and we will answer them. You can also, there's a button right next to it where you can donate money to us. You can give us money. And you do not have to give us money to leave a message or for us to answer it, but we will like you more. We will. Um, for I've seen this a couple of times uh, throughout in the comments uh, throughout this episode. Yes. People wondering about the hot dog story from Matt Hicks. Mm. Now, I want to let everybody know that Matt Hicks made a video explaining the hot dog story Mm -hmm. it was about 20 minutes long (laughs) and his computer and he let's just say it wouldn't export properly i don't know what the issue was on why it wouldn't export properly but he's going to work on it and hopefully we have it uh next week for next week but but i'm not making that promise hopefully we will ring in the new year with the hot dog story the hot dog story the infamous hot dog story the 20 minute long hot the dog 20 story. minute hot dog epic if you will <laughs> the odyssey the odyssey of the hot dog the hot the hot dog odyssey the hot odyssey yes so uh, here are the questions. We have actually quite a few of them, and we will start with this one from Joni Saad. Hey, Spike and Guy on left. This is Joni in Texas. Um, I was calling to see if you guys had seen the body cam footage of Joshua Feast. Um, he was shot by police in Lamarck, Texas, just outside of Houston. And if you guys had seen that, I'd like to know what your thoughts are. Um, I feel like that cop decided to shoot him before he even opened that door. But, um, yeah, let me know what y'all think. Bye. I have heard of this, um, but I have not, uh, I have not actually seen, I'm trying to see if I can find the, oh, the, yeah, the Joshua Feast shooting. Joshua Feast, yeah. No, I, so I watched it. I watched it. Was he like ready to shoot as soon as he opened the door? Possibly, but uh, according to police and anybody that watches the show knows that I don't side with the blue often. Um, and I'm not siding with them here on this one. I'm taking a neutral stance cause I don't know everything. Cause I only saw the video once. Um, they're saying that he had a gun uh, at the beginning before the cop got out of the car. So if that was true, then yes, I get why the con- the cop was ready to shoot. I don't know enough about this case to make a educated, to give an educated opinion on it. Whether or not uh, Feast has the gun out at the moment that the cop pulls up on him is the difference maker in yeah. how I think. That that is the difference maker, and I don't know that answer. So I cannot, Joni. I'm I'm very sorry. I want to be able to give you a better answer, but I can't. Yeah, I'm, I know. I'm watching uh, the the video while Matt's talking, and context is everything. Context if this is were everything. if this were just he pulled someone over 
and they got out and ran and he just opened fire like this, then it is beyond like this is just totally egregious. If it they pulled it, they and from what I understand, they pulled him over because he was wanted in a homicide. Now, with that, or under suspicion of a homicide. Yeah. Now, with that said, officers are not are not allowed to shoot someone who is running away. Uh, it becomes somewhat murky if the officers. Wouldn't that claim, depend on the state? Uh, I believe that there is a federal precedent that is there? you can't. Yeah, you can't shoot someone for running away. The, the, the stop or I'll shoot thing is not, that's not real. You can't do that. Um, so, oh, where did the video go? Sylvester oh, okay. Stallone so, ruined that. Yeah, so, but yeah, the, the, well, it's actually Estelle Getty technically uh, ruined Well, that. he was the one that said it, though. Well, but she was the one I, that did it. I, I am so glad you got that reference of that terrible, terrible movie. Of, of, of stop or my mom will shoot. Yeah. I, uh... I thought it was funny. Anyway, um, you watched it when you were twelve. Of course you did. Well, yeah, I thought it was funny. So yeah, I'm looking at this video. I, I will say, even if they had a reason to think he had a weapon on him, guy's kind of running away right off the bat, and he's firing at him as he's running away. But if they, it, it, this is not as cut and dry as it looks. If they actually did know that he had a weapon ahead of time, or they had already right. seen a weapon. Uh, you know, if it was truly just they pulled him over in suspicion and he ran away and they shot him. Yeah, no, that's that's he was looking to shoot him before he even got out of the car. Right. Um, and that's that is a big like that's the big difference maker. That's, that's a big, big difference. maker. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Patricia Marie says how many shots were fired? I I think two. Yeah, I was going to say it wasn't it wasn't like, um, oh, God, what was the guy in. Um, who was getting back into his car or he was trying to go into his car and his kids were in there. I can't remember his oh, name. Jacob. Um, yep. Yeah. In Wisconsin. Yeah. 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 Jacob. Yeah. I was going to say Minnesota, but that's, uh, that was George Floyd. Uh, that was George Floyd. Yeah. George yeah, yeah. Floyd was in Minnesota. Yeah. But yeah was Wisconsin, in Wisconsin. Yeah. And he got shot in the back like 14 times. Like that was egregious and awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, this was Jacob I, Blake. Jacob Blake. Yeah. I, this is a tough one guys like uh, looking at it. And unfortunately you're kind of having to go by the, what the police said about this. Um, and, and Jim, Jim Lee is right. Under suspicion doesn't get the death penalty. And I agree. I, I that's correct. Totally. That's correct. That is 100% agree. If he brandished a weapon at the beginning of everything, it changes. It changes a lot of stuff. It changes all of it. And that's the part that you don't, no, because it, what it changes is the split second mindset of getting out of the car. And again, we do not we are not back the blue guys here. Like everyone who watches this knows putting yourself in a situation where if someone had just pointed a weapon or had a weapon and now they're jumping out of a car by the time you're firing and realizing they're running away. One reason why I'm somewhat agreeable to believing what they're saying is he fired. And then I think as he's realizing he was running away and not doing something towards him, he stopped as opposed to just emptying his, his, you know, magazine on the guy as he's running away. Um, that 
again, this stuff happens in split seconds and we're yeah, able to sit here and watch it from the comfort of our chairs as opposed to being there in that moment, you know, in the dark and, and everything else. I, 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 we get to Tuesday. There's a evening. lot of questions. Yeah. There's a lot we of questions. T- here. We, we Tuesday evening quarterback these things. Yes. Um, and a lot of times, again, not back to blue. A lot of times we're like, oh yeah, he shouldn't have acted this way. He shouldn't have done that. But what Spike says in the moment, whatever. This what is was a tough that? One. Uh, oh God. What was that guy's name? The guy, he was in Arizona. He answered the door. Ryan Shaver. Yes. That was uh, cut and dry. That, I don't want to hear any that, excuses for that nonsense. Zero excuse whatsoever. Yeah. We watched that so many times, but yeah. Well, I watched it so many times. We showed it yeah, on the show. No, we once watched it multiple times. That show times. will never make money because that's on there. Yeah. Um, but totally worth it to show it. Yeah. Um, in that moment, the cops did everything wrong. I don't care yeah. what their training says. I don't care. In the heat of the moment, they did no. it wrong. Yeah. No, it was wrong. This he was one, ar- his I hands were already this, down. He was already. Yep. Yep. I watched this video and. I typically will automatically take the side of whoever gets shot. Me too. Yep. And in this one, I watched it and I went, yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. I will say first watching it. The first thing I think is, okay, he gets out of the car and runs away and you're shooting at him. Why? If the answer is because he was just pointing a weapon at us or at other people, or we saw him brandishing a weapon. Oh, okay. Well, that definitely makes things a lot different. Um, Obviously, we need to end qualified immunity. We need to end the war on drugs. We need to reduce the number of police interactions with the public so that the only time that they are you know, getting engaged in something like this is if it's something like a drive-by or a armed robbery or a attempted murder or attempted rape or you know, getting a suspect of one of these things as opposed to them often just giving people a hard time uh, for violating a law or being suspected of violating a law that isn't actually shouldn't even be a law and 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 has no victims, this leads to distrust of of the police. I would prefer for us to all be able to look at this and in context Ryan, be able to go. Go ahead, Ryan Whitaker. Not Ryan Whitaker. Whitaker. Ryan. I was Whitaker. combined. So Ryan Dan- Whitaker, Daniel Shaver was the Dan- one where the the officer made him play Simon Dan- Says and yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Okay. Okay. All right. So. I, I wish we could tell you more, but it's it's we'd need to know more about what happens. But there's certainly it's I will say it it certainly looks it's a, it's questionable at the least. But um, so here is a question from Will uh, McElveen. Will McElveen here on the Chris Reynolds personal injury attorney anchor calling moment TM. I just got pot shamed by my mother. How terrible on Christmas Eve to be pot shamed by your own mother hashtag guy on phone hey listen it happens to the best of us yeah never never actually that never happened to me didn't happen to me on christmas it never happened to me because uh well maybe it didn't i just don't remember it It ain't shame if you don't remember. That's not true. Um, so, okay, here's the next one from, from Will McElveen. Will McElveen here on Chris Reynolds' personal injury attorney. Anchor calling moment, TM. I meant to tell y'all, she pot shamed me because she said I've already smoked too many joints today. How ridiculous is that? It's Christmas Eve. 
I should be able to smoke 30 joints if I want to. Anyway, love y'all. Hashtag guy on phone. We're Merry celebrating Christmas. the birth. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. Hey, thank you. We're celebrating the birth of our Savior. Why can't I smoke <laughs> 30 joints? I should be able to smoke as many. It, it comes from the earth. It's a religious it is, holiday. It is natural. God gave it to us. I should be able to smoke as many of these as I want today. What do you mean I can't uh, smoke as much weed as I want? It's a religious holiday. It's absolutely fine. This is a tragedy and a travesty. And well, yeah, you sure. I mean, you may get pot shamed by your mom, but that's her right to do that just as much as I think it's your right to smoke 30 joints on that day. That's fair. So, I mean, you know, whatever. This <laughs> However, is a, people know, want to spend that holiday. Freedom is not always pretty. I remember <laughs> it was uh, Christmas Eve, many, many moon ago. I, w- I was a bartender and um, I had to do the day shift on Christmas Eve. Uh, and then I had dinner at my parents' house that night. And the day shift at Chris- on Christmas Eve at a Cajun restaurant in Manassas, Virginia not like the kicking dime you think that's going to be. So it was me. I've been to Manassas. I know what you're talking about. It's me, the, the server that was working and uh, the day manager. And the three of us got obliterated together. I think we had like three customers all day long and we got just wrecked that day. And after we closed up, we drank more. And then I went, I went to my parents' house for Christmas Eve dinner. And I was super drunk. Um, and I was just being drunk me. Just so everybody knows, uh, if you don't know, I don't drink anymore. Um, right. I stopped six years ago. Uh, but I, sh- I show up and I'm being drunk me. And I remember my mom drink shaming me as will would say and she said <laughs> she said matt you're too drunk f- to be here on christmas eve with your grandmother and me who was obviously very sober responded with mom if you think that's drunk let me leave i'll come back in a half an hour and then you'll really see drunk and so will grandma and so will grandma. Um, so I quit drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good. We're glad that you're no longer scaring people's grandparents uh, with your level of intoxication. My, my now you're scaring them with their yeah. Th- now you're scaring pe- grandparents over something completely different. Yeah, completely different. Very valid reason. So here's a, a final one from uh, Will McElveen. Hey, Guy on Left and Spike Cohen, this is Will McElveen calling in on the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment. Damn it, I will get that right. Anyway. I think you just did. Giving you a little update. I don't give a no, shit what no. anybody says in my family. I'm still going to smoke pot. I'm about to smoke a big fat joint right now because it's fucking Christmas and I can do that. Merry Christmas, guys. Enjoy it. Bye. <laughs> Oh, wait. Whoa, whoa, shit. Hashtag guy on bone. It's a religious holiday. <laughs> it is a religious holiday. It's a religious holiday. Uh, and I hope that Will uh, McElveen? Mm-hmm. McElveen? McElveen. I think it's 
McElveen. I hope that Will McElveen had a great Christmas. Um, and I hope everybody had a great Christmas. This was yeah. one of the best Christmases I've ever had. I know you're, you, you knocked it out of the park with your Christmas. We, uh, we, we had a, we had a fantastic Christmas too. So it was a good, it was a good closing out of this incredibly interesting year. Um, so here we go. Here is uh, a question. We have some questions from Billy Pierce, my friend, Billy Pierce out in Texas. Oh, Billy Pierce actually helped me out a lot with the uh, the defense bill stuff. Oh, cool. Very yeah, good. so big shout out to Billy Pierce. Shout out to Billy Pierce. Um, here we go with his first question. Howdy, fellas. This is Billy Pierce from Houston, Texas. It's the end of the year, and as I sit here drinking a single malt Abelor Abuna scotch, I'm uh, getting a little nostalgic, but doing my end of the year review for myself. I am now. And the people closest to me. It's where I uh, give myself some honest feedback and constructive criticism and highs and lows of the year and do that for the people that are closest to me uh, professionally and personally and ask them to do the same for me. So uh, do you guys do this amongst the uh, Muddied Waters media staff and folks and compatriots and friends of the show and the organization? Or uh, do you guys just uh, ignore each other and uh, try not to say anything mean or nice? Um, uh, and, uh, how would you review yourselves? Uh, what kind of performance re- review would you give one another if you were uh, handing them out? And, uh, how do you think, how do you think you guys did this year? Talk to you soon. So I don't think we, we sort of do a, 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 a recap on a regular basis, sort of a debrief of how things are going. Um, right. not like a very, not like a strict performance resu- re- review per se, but I guess that's what we're doing. We just... We we don't do it in like a structured like we don't make a swap list or anything like that. Like, it's, wait a minute, are you are you saying nothing about this is structured? I think no, they no. figured that out. No, I would never say that <laughs> that this show isn't structured. Look, we have overlays. This we is... do. We we have <laughs> amazing overlays and videos. Look, we have it. Look, this is if Don Hicks calls in. We have serious. This is a serious August ser- program here. Yeah, this is this is cable level cable level news right this, here. This is easily public access level, if not better. <laughs> if so not better, right. write that down. Um, but yeah, I'd put that in your pipe and smoke it. I would uh, put put that with your single malt albalore scotch, whatever you said, um, and drink it. Uh, I think we did pretty well this year. We easily. Got exponentially higher engagement than we've ever gotten ever. We have grown by leaps and bounds. Our audience is getting both bigger and more awesome every single episode. Um, y'all are uh, y'all are amazing, um, and have done a fantastic job. I think we've done good. I ran for vice president. That was fun. We had episodes that had combined viewership of a million. Uh, I, yeah. I think we did well. Uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, the, honestly, the fan, the fans did amazing. Uh, oh, gosh, yeah, the fans are fantastic. The, 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 fa- the fans did amazing. Um, Anybody who has anything to do with muddied waters, I have zero complaint. I mean, Spike could have done a little more work. 
He kind of yes. phoned it in this year. Uh, yes. A little bit. Like literally on the phone sometimes. Right. Um, I, you know, I focused on traveling. I tried to make yeah. it, you know, it was, it was like a, uh, it was like a live, laugh, love thing. <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh, but, you know. uh, no, honestly, it, the only person I would have any negative feedback for is myself, which I don't need to air anywhere. I just need to fix it and do it. Um, but again, like Spike did amazing. Jason was awesome as Jason always is. Jason is amazing. That dude, that Jason, let me just say this. Jason Lyon. Jason Lyon is an inspiration to anybody who knows, and if you don't haven't realized that Jason Lyon is an inspiration, that's because yep. you aren't paying close enough attention. Yeah, Jason Lyon is by far one of the most inspiring people I have ever met in my entire life. And yep. to be able to call him a friend and a brother and somebody that works with us here at Muddied Waters is a true honor. Yep. It's an and, absolute honor. And I am grateful to be for us to be his friend and his partner and colleague in all of this he's fantastic and jason tells him that we said that i yeah i he did he's in the comments right now Um, (laughs) i didn't know i didn't know he was (laughs) um but no i i am actually honored to have jason here with us doing working on this helping build this um but yeah i don't think we've ever really had like the end of the year review where we said okay we need to work on this because honestly we all work as hard as we possibly can to make this great on top of everything else that we have to do yeah i mean i think this has always been a labor of love and there's Mm -hmm. certainly times where we're like hey we should try doing this or we should do this better or maybe we don't need to do that anymore but it's always from a standpoint of hey let's try this as opposed to this sucks or you know we have to do this Because we've always treated it as something that we want to enjoy. We don't make a living off of it. We get some money from it. It helps pay for itself for the most part. Puts a couple bucks in our pockets for the most... But it's like, it's not... It's it's not something, at least now, maybe in the future, but it's nothing we can live off of. So it has to be enjoyable. We can't burn out doing this. And so we've made a point of, hey, let's have fun doing this. Let's make this an enjoyable thing. And I think that shows in what we're doing. It shows on these shows. It shows on the memes that we post. It shows in the stuff that we do in our Facebook group. Be sure to show, go to the Muddy Waters uh, Facebook group and, uh, and join. <laughs> so it shows in what we do. And we have a lot of fun. And... It shows it shows in so many ways. And okay. I'm okay. <laughs> so yes, we have fun. Like we're having now. We're having fun. So yes, that's the answer to that. Yes. And we love Jason. Oh, someone asked about Matt Hicks. Matt Hicks is fantastic. We love Matt Hicks too. Uh even though I guess he's not officially part of Muddy Waters, he's part of muddy waters uh caitlin cloven says i'd like to file a complaint actually how does one do that you don't yeah you can send it you can send us a message to our uh facebook business page and one of us might look at it yeah um and maybe not you have a you have a better chance of us looking at it if you leave a grilled cheese recipe you you have only a chance of you have only there's only chance you have 
is if you also posted grilled cheese recipe because that's the rules. That's what it says. Uh, so here's another. Vi- we we <laughs> have a few from Billy. Uh, here is uh, here's the next one from Billy Pierce, who, by the way, ran a fantastic campaign for theft commissioner in I forget the county name in Texas, but I actually he's going to tell he's going to tell you. Oh, good. I've, I've already listened to these. Howdy, fellers. Billy Pierce from Houston, Texas here. Amongst all of the other crazy things I did this year, I ran for office for ah. a county office here, uh, Harris County tax assessor collector Harris County. Uh, as the Libertarian Party nominee. And yep. I sit on the uh, executive committee for our county affiliate in the third largest county in the country. And uh, over the course of running for office, I became, uh, I became exposed and aware to all the many caucuses within the party. Yes. The Waffle House caucus, the Mises caucus, the, the, the Radical caucus, the I haven't been exposed to this much caucus since I was in the Navy, uh, and I don't really know what to do with all of them. So uh, what do you think the role of the caucuses or cockeye, what do you think the role of these caucus uh, affiliates are, and how important are they, and uh, how important it is to, to align with them or not align with one or, or multiple of them? What do you do with all this caucus? Well, my question um... – well, we now have a new big black mic caucus. We do. <laughs> um, whatever you did with them in the Navy, that's what you should continue doing with them now. <laughs> you can just no judgment either. No judgment, no matter what the answer is. Just what it, whatever you did with them in the Navy. It's your body. Uh, it's your caucuses. <laughs> You do what you want. No, listen, the, the the purpose of a caucus within a political party is for people with a common goal, common mindset, common values to come together and to try to work together uh, to essentially coalition and advocate for the changes they want within not just that political party structure and its values and its culture, but also in how it spreads the message to uh, to others and and also works to hopefully to try to actually get uh, libertarians or people members of that party elected. Um, I myself am a member of quite a few caucuses. Um, I'm the founder of the Waffle House Caucus. I am the appointed chair of the Smoked Salmon Caucus. Uh, I am uh, in the Mises Caucus. I am in the Radical Caucus, uh, and I am uh, uh, in the um, what's the other one. Oh, I'm in the psychedelic caucus, and I'm positive I'm forgetting something. So I'm in I'm in a few of the caucuses, and I have friendly relations with the pragmatic caucus, the audacious caucus. You know, all all of the various caucuses that are in there. There's not really I don't I don't know offhand of a caucus that I you know reject outright. Um, I think it's one thing to come together on common values and goals and try to push forward. Yep. And another thing to make your caucus your only ally and all of the other caucuses the enemy. And that happens from time to time. I don't know of a caucus where everyone's doing that, but there are certainly individual members of different caucuses that see it that way. Our caucus is the only one that really, you know, has the the Libertarian Party and the Libertarian Movement's best interest. Everyone else must be stopped uh, or must be crushed under our boot or whatever. it's, It's not good. I think one bad effect of the caucuses is that people forget that we agree on like 85% to 90% of things, uh, especially when it comes to actual like government policy. Um, There is so much less difference 
between someone who's a member of the Mises Caucus and someone who's a member of the Audacious Caucus than one would think, even though they are often in bitter opposition to one another, or the members are often in bitter opposition to one another. The reality is, if you were to ask a member of each caucus what their position was on a given subject, probably nine times out of ten, they'd say roughly the same thing. And I think we need to remember that. Yes, it's cool to get and in, get into our different groups and to try to push forward and to try to affect the change cultural and, uh, and, and values changes we want to see in the party and to push forward our ideas for how to help spread that message outside of the party to, you know, everyone else. But I think we need not lose the forest for the trees. That's my personal opinion. The reason that I'm popular within so many caucuses is because I have gone into them with an eye towards coalition building that we agree on so much let's focus on that and and let's focus on how we can work together there will be plenty of time for us to argue over what we disagree on after we have taken control from the republicans and democrats and given the power back to the people then we can start arguing over what i personally think are are largely petty differences that really don't matter when the government is currently exponential or not exponentially but rapidly growing uh, in every single aspect of our lives um i think that that's the the that's where we should be focusing our fire on that's my opinion and personally uh the only two caucuses that matter are the uh waffle house caucus and the trashy prom caucus oh gosh trashy prom caucus how did yeah, i forget are, the trashy prom caucus those are the only two um because yeah, what's everything Spike said is correct, except that the libertarian, the the Waffle House caucus and the lib- trashy prom caucus, which really, what trashy prom doesn't end at Waffle House? Um, I was going to say that's kind of. I mean, there's a lot of synergism yeah, there between yeah, the two cockeye. It's basically. It's basically. It's the basically. Same. It's basically. It's basically the same. So here is another one from uh, from Billy. These Howdy, fellers! Billy Pierce from Houston, Texas, again. Amongst all the other crazy things that I do in my spare time, uh, I teach a uh, an economics class and formerly a government class to a group yeah. of uh, high school homeschoolers here in the uh, Harris County in Houston area. And uh, an interesting thing came up in conversation uh, talking about the Fifth Amendment and how it relates to uh, economics in the current times. And the uh, question is, do, do the closings of businesses all over uh, our county do the closings of businesses by the government constitute a taking under the takings clause of, of the Fifth Amendment? And if so, do they warrant compensation by the government, even though that compensation would have to be stolen from private citizens first? But uh, is this a taking? And uh, does it warrant compensation? And could we look at stimulus or, or, or money going out as a taking? So I'm actually so, pull, go 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 ahead, Matt, because I'm actually pulling up the exact wording in the Fifth Amendment. So, but go ahead. Okay. So the takings clause uh, essentially says that the government is not allowed to take your private property from you without just compensation. Right. Something along those lines. I don't remember the exact wording of it. Um, I spoke with a certain attorney. <laughs> A certain attorney who may or may not be the sponsor of the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney. He may look exactly like that picture. Um, He may be someone that if you are looking for a personal injury attorney in uh, the greater Tampa Bay area of Florida, you can go to chrisreynoldslaw.com today uh, to get the compensation and the help that you need. And 
the initial text that I sent him was, what's your opinion on government shutdowns of businesses falling under a Fifth Amendment violation uh, under the takings clause? Yeah. To which he responded, it's a terrible and seriously flawed analysis of that clause. The founders would have never been okay with that. They wanted government to stay out of the lives of citizens unless absolutely necessary, like housing soldiers during war. Definitely not because a business is struggling. So let's have the government repurpose it. It's ridiculous. If the government thinks they need that power, amend the constitution. Don't come up with some garbage rationale. That's the takings clause uh, that the take garbage rationale that the takings clause gives power that the clause clearly does not just more judicial legislation. And I said, sorry, I mean, is it a violation of the takings clause? And he goes, yes, it absolutely is. Okay, so he so Chris would say that would this say yes. that this is a would would constitute taking. Because if you're thinking about what the government's doing is you have your private business, you have your private property which is the business. Um, you also have the private property of whatever money would be coming in from the business, whatever product would be coming in from the business and they are now saying no, you cannot have any of that. They are literally taking all of that from you. So Yes, this would so, fall under the takings clause. So here is the the actual Fifth Amendment, and uh, I'm. I guess I can. I don't have to read the whole thing, but there's there's many different things that are covered under this. Uh, it's most famous as uh, you know, I plead the fifth because it says no person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment or indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising in the land or naval forces or in the militia, when in actual service in time of war or public danger. Nor shall any person be subject to, for the same offense to be put uh, twice be put in uh, jeopardy. Uh, of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in a criminal case to be a witness against himself. That's the biggest part is I plead the fifth. I don't have to testify against myself, uh, nor be deprived of life, uh, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. So here is, there are many different things in there. Specifically what we're talking about is that uh, private property cannot be taken for public use without just compensation. Um, the shutting those, down, shutting down and seizing a business for the public use of you know protecting or, people or the from public a, lack of use or public lack of use. Or but here's the thing: if it's taken from someone and then seized because they can't pay their taxes, and then now it's owned by the government for them to do what they want with it, that's a quote unquote public use or at least a government seizing. The interesting part, and this is why I pulled up the Fifth Amendment, I was pretty sure that the Fifth Amendment never actually specifically notes the federal government. It doesn't. It's not just saying the feds can't do this to you. It's saying no one can do this to you. So, yeah. And the fact that a pretty good attorney we know said that it would qualify as taking... lens for me to say that it's taking i um because i that was actually the last question i listened to i haven't listened to any of the others but um i listened to that question the other day uh because i'd kind of like to know what i'm about to get into matt hicks have just stopped because 
I now understand what I'm going to get into. Um, but with other people, I kind of want to be a little bit prepared and know if I should delete things. We've only ever had to delete one. Um, but so I listened to that one and I actually, I thought about that for a while. I, I did the same thing Spike did. I looked up the Fifth yeah. Amendment. I read it, made my own opinion on it. it. Then I asked Chris what he thought, and he agreed uh, with what I initially thought. So yeah, it does. It it does. They are taking your personal property or your hope of making your personal property. So does just compensate? Is just compensation due? Yeah, even if it does come from the taxpayers, yes based on what the constitution says. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Kenneth Ebel asks, uh, is the, um, how would taxes not fall under this? Aren't they technically taking your property? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course they are. Now, uh, they would argue that the just compensation is the services that you get for it. But more importantly, in the constitution under the um, uh, tax and spending clause, it says Congress shall have the power to lay and collect taxes, duties, imposts, and excises to pay the debts and provide for the common defense and general welfare of the United States. Uh, but that all of those duties, imposts, and excises uh, shall be uniform throughout the United States. So you can't charge a higher tax to Kansas uh, than you do to South Carolina or to uh, California. Those individual states can have higher tax rates, but the federal government has to charge everyone based on the same thing. Now, I would argue that a progressive income tax is not uniformity, but that's a whole other subject. Um, so, yeah. Um, so that was that. And then here is the next one from Billy. Howdy, fellers. Billy Pierce from Houston, Texas here. This time of year, I sit down and write a letter to the governor of Texas uh, Greg Abbott, and I also write a letter to the county judge of Harris County, Lena Hidalgo. And uh, in reviewing this year's performance, their performance uh, as governors, I uh, I noticed a couple of things that I actually liked and uh, wanted to run it by you. We've actually had some easing of some of the, uh, the licensing restrictions um, regarding portability of medical licensing and nur- nursing licensing and things like that. And some easing on some of the uh, old blue laws, specifically those related to the consumption and sale of alcoholic beverages, um, takeaway licenses, uh, being able to sell things to go, things like that. How do y'all reckon we convince government to let us keep these uh, instead of taking their power back and uh, charging us for the pleasure? What do you think? I mean, it's better that it's slightly less restrictive than it was but we don't believe that government should be licensing anything right government shouldn't be licensing these things um i think the question is how do we convince them not to do that and as long as as i mean benjamin harris just said in the comments government licensing is racketeering and yes it is like protection racket yeah all of government is racketeering for like speeding tickets, uh, racketeering. Yeah, yep. like DUIs at 0.08, that's fundraising. Like, I mean, it's fundraising. Any t- anytime government is coming to you, anytime anyone, including government, is coming to you and saying, hey, if you don't give us money, we're going to make things tough for you. Right. That's racketeering. That's a that's protection racket. That's a protection racket. You can and do this they- if you give me money. Yeah. Bracketeer. Otherwise, we're not going to let you. And if you try to do it anyway, you're going to have trouble. 
that's racketeering. Yep. That is, you know, and, and any of these definitions for racketeering or whatever, they always put, you know, non-government, meaning that, you know, if government does it, it's suddenly okay. But by any real common sense definition of these terms, what they do is racketeering. Um right. And it should end. And it doesn't do any good. And it's always used against the, those with the least power. When you put a license, when you say you have to pay X amount of money to be able to go into a certain, certain type of business, the less money you have, the more disproportionately high of a barrier that is. Okay, So if you make this much per year, and I make this much per year, and the barrier for being able to get into this business is this much... It sucks that I have to pay that, but I can afford it. If you're down here, you've got to try to save up to pay that. You're more than likely not going to be able to pay that. So you either have to abandon doing that and just work for someone else, or you do it illegally and hope that the police don't come and take everything from you for doing it illegally, which they probably will eventually. That's why a government should not be involved in licensing. It keeps people in generational poverty. It protects uh, uh, the entrenched business interests that don't want more competitors. And it makes things more expensive for you because you have fewer competitive choices to choose from. The only people that benefit are the cronies and the politicians. You lose. Everyone loses except for them. Taxation is theft. Billy Pierce, 2022, if he runs for something. Uh, We have one more question from Billy. Uh, regarding Robin Hood. Howdy, fellers. Billy Pierce from Houston, Texas here. I've moved on to less expensive whiskey because if you're going to have four or five of them, uh, why waste the expensive stuff? And uh, I'm reading the SEC filing and the SEC charges against Robin Hood Financial that were released earlier this month. And I can't sort out, is this the SEC actually trying to protect consumers from from bad practices or is this just the SEC and the government uh, at large uh, protecting their crony favorites uh, and assuming that the consumer, the American public, is too stupid to understand things and enter into a, a contract um, of their own desire, um, yep. saying, oh, no, you're too dumb. We have to protect you from yourself. Or, or did Robin Hood really actually do something uh, worth censure? Uh, sort this out for me. What do you think? So, I think it's mostly the latter. I think it is mostly that Robinhood, uh, and for those who don't know, Robinhood is a uh, it's a company that they largely they have an app that makes it a lot easier for people uh, who aren't in you know used to uh, investing to be able to invest in the stock market and in crypto and and in some other things as well. And I think actually just the stock market and crypto. I don't think you can get into uh, futures contracts. But um, what it also does is it makes it so that you uh, can automatically have a certain percentage uh, of of your money that you're spending in your account go into uh, like the interest, like the the difference in the in the the whole numbers. So if you have some change left over, it rounds it up and invests that into it. And there's some things like that. Um, what I'm seeing here is it's claiming that um so basically here's the problem and this happens a lot the sec uh went after robin hood robin hood agreed to pay a 65 million dollar civil not criminal but civil penalty but part of it is that they're uh they don't have to admit or deny the findings but they're also not allowed to respond um other than a prepared statement that the sec signs off on so you're getting the story from the sec Raise your hand if you can figure out why that's a problem. 
Uh, here's what the SEC said. Between 2015 and late 2018, Robinhood made misleading statements and omissions in customer communications, including in FAQ pages on its website, about its largest revenue source when describing how it made money, namely payments from trading firms in exchange for Robinhood sending its customer orders to those forms for execution, also known as payment for order flow. Uh, one of Robinhood's selling points to customers was that trading was commission-free, but due in large part to its unusually high payment for order flow rates, Robinhood customers' orders were executed at prices that were inferior to other brokers' prices. Um, if it is true that Robinhood was, and this is a big if, if it is true that Robinhood was claiming that uh, that there were uh, that there were no commission fees but that the reality was that they were paying fees. We won't call them commissions, but they were paying uh, fixed fees to these brokerage firms that amounted to the firms getting more money out of the transaction than would have been gotten in a traditional structure, uh, a, a tr- traditional fee-based or commission-based structure, then yeah, that's misleading. And, and uh, even in a, in a libertarian sense, that would be considered uh, fraudulent statements. Um, it's a big if, because there are so many times that government alleges this kind of stuff and companies just decide to not fight it and to pay the 65 million bucks so they can keep going forward and keep being allowed to do business, uh, especially if they're not required to admit to any wrongdoing. I I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I honestly don't know what to tell you. Um, I mean, um, payment for order flow is actually uh, common, so I'm not sure why they wouldn't say that. And it's technically not a commission, so I don't know. It's definitely, it's, it's a little murky, uh, but I also think it would be better if the government wasn't involved to begin with, uh, because we'd have far more options uh, in the trading sphere, uh, and uh, you, you would, instead of having a Robin Hood that is able to, perfect example, Robin Hood is able to afford to pay this and be able to keep going. Many other smaller firms are not, which means you are restricted in the ability of who is able to uh, provide you with these services to who can afford to basically pay off the government for the permission to continue doing it, which means you have fewer choices to choose from, which means you have less competition, which means they instantly don't have to be as accountable. Because if they had more competitors, they'd have to be more accountable because they'd lose your business potentially. So I think it's back. I think typically, you know, once again, government getting involved makes things worse. Um, <laughs> sure. So that was the. I, I, I had to talk to somebody from um, from from Time Code Productions about something, so I missed half of what you said. No problem. Uh, so I'm just I'm just gonna agree. Um, By the way, big shout out to Time Code. Uh, yeah, big shout out to Time Code Productions. Studio space. Yep. Yeah. No. Let Let me use the studio space here uh, in between in between my studio spaces. Um, great guys that work here. Uh, the, the awards that are up behind me, mm-hmm. they recently won for a short film. Um, and um, yeah, they've done a lot of great short films. They do work with uh, different real estate agents uh, Do work with different real estate agents. They've uh, made commercials for people. They, they do. It's basically a one-stop shop for any video needs uh, video need that you may have great guys uh hard working guys um so if uh you have any video need go to time 
timecodeproduction.com timecodeproduction.com so that was another that was the final chris reynolds segment of the year how about that um and speaking of such 2020 i don't i mean it started with a literally with a bang hopefully does not end in a bang it did we have a, a a series of uh, of the headlines that were the most uh, <laughs> eye catching. Le- legitimately, I took headlines for this. Yeah, yeah, like these are literal headlines uh, that we focused on. And reading through these, it is kind of it's insane. There, there these all okay. happened this year. These all happened this year, and some of them you may not have even heard about because all anybody talked about was the election and Corona. That was it. That was it. That was it. That was absolutely it. But all these other things happened too. So let's Let's take a walk through memory lane on, uh, on 2020. (laughs) I'm so we started the year pretty pretty close to the beginning of the year uh or in january world war three almost broke out uh after the or i'm sorry world war three almost broke out uh uh in january after the assassination of uh iranian army general qasem soleimani Soleim, soleimani uh on a very via a uh airstrike uh in an iraqi civilian airport on uh the 3rd of january uh the iranians responded by firing uh, uh, firing missiles with without any targets into empty areas to show right. that they could fire mm-hmm. missiles and uh and that pretty much ended it and we actually predicted that something like that would happen that iran would have to make some kind of show of strength but that it couldn't be too big a one because they didn't want to actually start a war and that the u.s would probably let it go because they also didn't want to start a war uh and that that was what was going to happen and that is in fact what happened that's right um, Ukrainian International Airlines flight PS752 was shot down by Iranian military. I completely uh, forgot about that. I There was so much in this I forgot about. I completely forgot about that. The uh, wildfires swept through Australia. I think we all briefly remember before the world ended with the pandemic <laughs> with COVID. Uh, the uh, all the heartbreaking images of you know the the near extinction of uh, of koala bears uh, and other wildlife uh, in Australia. Koala bears being one of the few wildlife in Australia that don't try to kill you um, unless you get close Accurate. to them. Yeah, and really yeah. only because they're sedated mm-hmm. from the from the uh, eucalyptus. Oh, don't make that joke. Okay, don't. Good. Uh, Kobe Bryant passed away in a helicopter crash with his yeah. daughter. Um, that, that was, was this in, year. Yeah, that was this year. That was in January of this year. Um, President Trump was acquitted on articles of impeachment, abuse of power, and obstruction of Congress. And you can tell because no one changed their mind on it. Yeah, not they did not change a single voter's mind about anything. Zero now, percent this, of people. This one, I don't remember. 
I don't think we covered this one. We we did not cover it. We definitely didn't cover it, but I don't even remember hearing about it um, because this was right about the time that COVID was starting to kick into high gear around the world. But uh, for anybody who doesn't know, a fucking star disappeared. For two decades, astronomers studied a star in a galaxy 75 million light years away. Uh, and when they looked at the latest observations, they couldn't find it anymore. And they still haven't. They think that possibly it's the first star because it didn't supernova. They think it was potentially the first star to get swallowed by a black hole. A whole ass star. Just disappeared. Just gone. Just, That's arguably scarier than COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Also equally scary was Tiger King. So right around the time that we all decided we were going to stay home for two weeks to slow the spread, which then became the entire year, uh, Netflix treated us to the perfect storm of a story about meth and tigers and people on meth who were mm-hmm. playing with tigers, and a libertarian. Just the one. The rest of them were absolutely not libertarian. Although that guy in, in Florida, that the, the, the Cuban guy in Florida, he seemed kind of libertarian. But other than that, no, total dumpster. Total dumpster fire, but it was entertaining. That bitch Carol Baskins. Gaskins? Baskins? Baskins. Uh, she's on Dancing with the Stars now. Yeah. Um, now, Harvey Weinstein, mm-hmm. he got sent to prison for 23 years for, yes. you know, raping. Um, he's probably going to be in there until the day he died. Did he get out for COVID, actually? Uh, be- before I double down on everything. Uh, Harvey Weinstein uh, was he. So they thought that he had COVID. Um, he was in isolation with 101 degree temperature, but uh, it turned out that he did not have COVID. Uh, but his health is still declining, and that was uh, that was the last thing. Uh, there was a, a delay in granting his extradition um, uh, earlier this month. But uh, but he's still. I mean, he's in jail. Um, he's in a New York prison. So yeah, no, he's not going. They're not going to let him out. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think. I wanted to make sure before. I mean, it's New York. Who knows? They're putting people in rest homes that have COVID. They're taking people out of prisons because of COVID. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Harvey Weinstein was sent to prison for being literally one of one of, if not the biggest piece of crap in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, Tom Hanks got COVID. Tom Hanks Speaking got COVID. Speaking of. Yeah. Biggest, at the time, the biggest name to get COVID. And everybody thought Tom Hanks was going to die. And he quarantined himself in Australia. Yeah. And uh, then he ended up surviving. And yeah. suddenly it became a lot less scary to a lot of people just not the government um murder hornets murder hornets they were a sponsor of our show for yes we used to be week. this show was very briefly sponsored by murder hornets for a couple times 
Yeah. They weren't a good sponsor. They didn't give us any money. They just no. said they wouldn't like they'd murder us sponsors. last. Yeah, like well, this sponsor, they're they're you know, they said if you put us on, we'll murder you last. Right. Which And they've been holding up to it. So far not murdered. So far not murdered. Not murdered, but apparently no one has been murdered by them in the US. So, a little bit of an over, overblown threat there. Uh, but George Floyd, uh, unfortunately, was murdered. Um, he was uh, killed by Derek Chauvin uh, over a alleged uh, phony $20 bill. Right. And personally, so they- personally, I think that George Floyd should have been Time's Person of the Year. Hmm. I believe that George Floyd was responsible for the most amount of news because with I and I could be completely wrong here of any but, single person yeah yeah but I think that George Floyd the 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 murder of George Floyd by Derek Chauvin um brought about all of the BLM riots it brought uh it brought uh the autonomous zone over yep. in Seattle yep. and the one in yep. Portland um you started seeing people fighting for Breonna Taylor. Yep. Uh, yep. Even though Breonna Taylor happened before this, George Floyd was kind of the catalyst that it brought, brought up. Yes. Yeah. That brought everything out. And arguably because of, you know, Antifa showing up to these things, that was what made Trump say Antifa uh, is now a terrorist organization. Yep. Uh, so are the anarchists. Um, I think George Floyd should have been person of the year. I mean, that's a compelling case. I do know that every election year, time picks whoever won presidency. Uh, This time they picked Joe Biden and Kamala Harris because no one likes Joe Biden. And they're already trying to sell Kamala Harris for probably 2024. And hoping that you either don't know or forget that she was... One of the most brutal prosecutors in recent memory, but that's a whole other subject. Um, oh gosh, I forgot about this one. So Poland, it's like a Polish joke. Poland invaded Czech Republic accidentally. They accidentally yeah. invaded. They they uh, they uh, invaded and briefly occupied territory in the Czech Republic. They stopped locals from entering a church in their own country. Uh, the misunderstanding was quickly cleared up and the Polish army retreated. They thought they were in Poland, even though everything was written in Czech. Yep. Their GPS, I, I'm trying to remember this story. It was either their GPS or their maps were malfunctioning or not something, working yeah. or something like that, it's, or they weren't on. And so they ended just like a mile or two inside of Poland, uh, Czech Republic. But they stopped people from going places until they could figure out what the hell was going on. They set up an outpost to stop vehicles. And the fact that the signs were all in Czech and everyone was speaking Czech. Did not raise any flags. Did not concern them remotely that maybe they weren't in Poland. Right. Especially when people started yelling, we're in the Czech Republic. But unfortunately, they were yelling it in Czech. Yep. Um, 
Jason Lyon says they didn't do Trump in 16. I'm assuming he's talking about Time Magazine. Yes, they did. They did Trump in 16. Um, He was person of the year that year. And they had him positioned. uh, I believe he was sitting, facing the opposite way of what you see me facing. But they had him lined up where the M in uh, the M in time made it look like he had devil horns. Oh, that's funny. I believe that. Yeah, was... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to pull that up because that is funny. Yeah, I, be- oh, I believe that was 2000. I know they did it to him. I don't remember. I th- I think that was 2016. Yeah, I know that was that was that was 2016. Um, that is extremely petty and funny at the same time. Right. Here, yeah, here's that. Here's that image. I'm pulling it up right now. Um, so that you can see it. Yeah, I mean, that's petty as hell. Like, that's super. It's funny, too, but it's petty. Yeah. It was su- subtle little, subtle little dig at him. Uh, but yes, he was time. He was person of the year 2016. Um, the Pentagon released three UFO tapes and uh, yeah, nobody gosh. cared. No one cared. And then recently when a freaking Israeli general who used to be the head of the Israeli space program said space, that uh, space security program, space security program said that the world governments were in touch with the Galactic Federation and were just waiting for a good time to tell us. No one cared about that. I no one either. cared about that either. And when freaking monoliths just started being discovered all over the place and no one knew where they came from, we still don't know where they came from. No one cared about that either. We are so unfazed that the possibility of an alien invasion at this point seems like a welcome reprieve. It's just, it's just amazing. Uh, so, uh, what else? So, uh, Kim Jong Un died, uh, but then he di- then he didn't. Yeah, he was dead for like a week. Yeah. He was dead for like a week. Everybody thought his sister was going to uh, take over or I think his sister, maybe cousin. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, his but sister. His sister. Sister. Yeah. And uh, then. He undied. He undied. He, he he came back to life. For any, some people may not know this, but uh, the weird, personally for me, the weirdest piece of news was uh, Spike Cohen got nominated VP for the Libertarian Party. Totally had forgotten. You would think I would have known that, but totally had forgotten that uh, Spike Cohen ran for VP, that he got nominated by the Libertarian Party. Um, that one was always my favorite. I liked it. I would briefly show it because the campaign hated it. Did they really? I like, yeah, I would be like, oh, it brought to you by Joe. Oh, I mean, brought to you by... Yes, I'd do that. Um, yeah. So um, I was the... I was the vice presidential nominee for the third largest political party in the United States of America. And I came in third. So I got that going for me. Which is nice. I am the first millennial to be on a national ticket. I am the first millennial to to ever get in all, to be on all 50 States. I am the first millennial to get over a million votes. Take that AOC. And, uh, in fact, I got, like almost nine times as many votes as AOC. Now that was national and she's in a, a single congressional district, but it's, it's got nine, nine times as many. Hey, take the win. I'm, take just the saying. I'm just saying. So anyway, yeah. So uh, it was a lot of fun and we learned a lot of lessons 
uh, about what to do and what not to do. And, uh, and uh, the biggest thing I learned from it is that we need to grow the Libertarian Party, and that's what I'm focusing on now. So uh, very, very exciting stuff. Uh, another big news item was IEA12. How do you pronounce that? Kyle. That is Kyle Musk, Elon Musk, and his baby mama. I don't know what that relation is. Um, they named their child Kyle, spelled the most bizarre way. Now, actually, the way that I have it in here, uh, which is the X and then the A E, the A E symbol, yeah, A E symbol, and then A twelve, yeah, A dash twelve. That's not the child's given name uh, because in California, there is a law that you cannot name people numbers. So instead, it's um, XAE symbol A dash XII. Sure. Pronounce Kyle. Pronounce Kyle. Listen, when you're a multi billionaire giant of industry you can name your kid whatever you want it's not going to negatively affect well, people I, I remember hearing someone go well i guess that's gonna be tough for them to get a job no they're elon musk's kid son right it's a son son okay well, kyle kyle i'm assuming i mean i don't want to assume anyway elon musk's offspring i don't think we'll have to worry about getting a job so don't go and name your kid this based right. on that uh, Unless walk- you are literally Elon Musk watching this right now, then yeah. you can do whatever you want. Yes, Jeff Bezos, you can name your kid anything you want. Yeah, if you are worth a mil- a billion dollars or more, you can just probably name your kid whatever you want. Everyone else, maybe consider think twice about it. Right. Um, water was discovered on the moon. I didn't even remember this. Yeah, water was discovered on the moon, um, and uh, I know that they are now using that information to uh, set up, try to set up like a some sort of base, international base or something. Um, so that way people can stay there and then launch on. Um, yeah, uh, there was an explosion in... <laughs> Wow. Jonathan Traumer spelled it water with a V um, for the A. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like black coffee. Like black, uh, yeah. Uh, an explosion in Beirut killed at least 204 people earlier this year. Uh, I know we reported on that briefly back when that happened. Uh, awful, awful news. Don't yeah. know if yeah. they ever actually figured anything out about that that one just sort of i think that they uh so like that one was one of the ones that kind of disappeared after it had like everybody everybody freaked out about it and it was huge news and they're like oh we was this because it was a terrorism was it because it was a plant of some kind i can't remember um and then covid and the election were happening so suddenly nobody even thought about it anymore yeah i think it was i think that they determined that it had something to do with unstable chemicals or something like that uh it was a boat filled with ammonium nitrate i believe yeah yeah Kenneth, yeah, yeah large people is saying forgot about explosives that it had yeah, yeah yeah so they don't you know know 
but it killed 204 people, caused 6,500 injuries, $15 billion in property damage, and left an estimated 300,000 people homeless because it just wrecked buildings, uh, oh, yeah. left and like made them unlivable. Um, just an absolute. It, it was a, it was the equivalent of a 1.1 kilotons of TNT, making it more powerful than the uh, uh, than the um, I believe making that more powerful than the Fat Man and uh, and 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 Little Boy. Uh, let me look that up. Uh, no, I was wrong. Uh, it's it's less than the AIR two Genie nuclear. Uh, nuclear warhead, but Fat Man and Little Boy were more explosive. But, I mean, this was right in the center of downtown uh, on the port. Uh, Incredible. It's terrible, terrible, terrible thing. So, uh, and then possibly one of the most disastrous things of all, Sean Connery died, and then nothing else mattered. And then Alec Trebek died. Oh, yeah, I should have put that in there. You're right. Yeah, once I got to the Sean Connery death, uh, it was just like nothing matters after that. Now, Sean Connery, uh, everybody has their favorite Sean Connery moment. There are so many good ones. Like you may, maybe Bond might be where you first started watching him. Yeah. Uh, perhaps as uh, Indiana Jones' dad in The Last Crusade. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, first thing I, I saw him in, I think, was uh, The Untouchables. It was the Untouchables or Indiana Jones. I don't remember which one was the first. Um, that was good too, yeah. And the un- in the Untouchables, he was fantastic. He won an Academy Award for that one. Um, but it, it was one line in The Rock that made me love Sean Connery forever. And he and Nick Cage are talking, and they're getting ready to storm The Rock, and. He looks at Nick Cage and he, he says something along the lines of, um, are you ready? Are you ready? And Nick Cage is like, I'll do my best. And Sean looks at him. Oh, Hunt for Red October. That's a good call, Derek. That yeah, was a great yeah, movie. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, a great yeah. movie. Hunt for Red um, October was good. Darby O'Gill and the Little People. So Wes Erickson bringing it back. Wow, that is an old one right there. But he looks at Nick Cage and he goes, Losers always whine about doing their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. And I remember hearing that line for the first time. And I was just like, this guy's the most amazing person who's ever lived. Most amazing. Family business. With Dustin, with, uh, with um, Sean Connery, Dustin Hoffman and Matthew Broderick. Where they were a family of thieves. Oh, I'd never saw this movie. Family business. Family 19, business. It was like an eighties movie. Okay. It's good. It was good. It was. A good I'm gonna movie. have to check. Yeah, I'll check that one out. I like everybody. I was said. gonna tell you what happens, but that'd be like a major spoiler alert. <laughs> I've never heard of this movie. It's really good. At the end. <laughs> At the end, he redeems himself by no. Watch, watch the movie. It's good. Um. Hey. And uh, yeah, that was pretty much that was pretty much 20, 2020 and I mean COVID and the election. But we know that everybody course, knows that, and of course we still they, report on that every day. Well, yeah, and I mean there was no point to mentioning that because everyone already knew that. Uh, and of course, one of the major things that happened this year is my mic died. 
But thankfully, you too can own this piece of history. Really, only one of you can, unless you want to do some kind of co-op sharing thing. That's between y'all. I don't care. Uh, but we are auctioning it off right here. Uh, whoever gets the highest bid uh, in the comments will uh, be the official winner of this microphone, which I will personalize and sign for you. And which, again, I'm told might actually be able to get fixed if someone knows how to fix these little connecting thingies here. Then you can have a microphone that was signed by me and works for the low, low price of whatever the highest bid is. Our highest bid is currently... What are we at? The highest bid that we have without any stipulations or addendums added to it, I think, is just 140 Yeah, and unfortunately, we can't do addendums and stipulations because that just creates a whole thing. So we got 140 140 is the highest bid. Whoever bids higher than 140 will be the person who is in line to get this now. Um, so if you don't, if you want it and you have more than $140, I have some fantastic news for you. So we'll let the bidding continue on that. Uh, we're going to do our final segment now and talk about someone who should have been home, not just for this Christmas, but for many Christmases. Um, his name is Ross Ulbricht. Yeah. Uh, Ross made a website uh, called um, Silk Road, which was uh, similar to eBay. It was a it was a bidding auction site uh, where you could purchase anything that you wanted, provided that it didn't violate the NAP. Basically, it had it could not be anything uh, violent. And in addition to that, uh, Ross didn't allow the selling of weapons. Even though that doesn't violate the NAP, he was a pacifist and he didn't believe in weaponry. And so he said no selling weapons. But anything else was on the table, which meant a lot of... And he uh, used Bitcoin. Uh, that was the way that uh, things were bought and sold on uh, Silk Road was with Bitcoin, which made it uh, largely untraceable. And uh, it allowed people to anonymously and safely procure things that often weren't legal uh instead of having to go out on the streets to get those things they could order them from the comfort of their home and have them delivered to their house uh and that allowed things to be a lot safer and uh, a lot better for everyone involved and it was no one's business because no there were uh there weren't you know victims in these transactions uh the government uh a few years ago arrested i think 2013 arrested ross they uh, alleged that he had taken out hits on people, even though they had no evidence of that, that he had done that. And just to prove that that was all a smear, they immediately dropped those charges once it went to trial because they knew that they had nothing for it. Uh, there were multiple examples of uh, judicial abuse in his uh, in his uh, in his trial. His judges were not allowed to call most of their witnesses. Uh, all, almost all of their objections were overruled. Uh, the courts were allowed to in introduce uh, irrelevant uh, uh, circumstantial evidence and things that uh, weren't proven, things that were obtained illegally. Uh, two of the uh, main uh, witnesses for the, I believe, FBI uh, or ATF, I forget which agency, or maybe it was DEA, it was DEA actually. Uh, the, uh, one of those agencies, two of their biggest witnesses turned out to be on the take, uh, and yet those uh, that testimony was not thrown out. Uh, or and they weren't allowed to mention the fact that they had been uh, put on the take to the jurors. Um, it was just a travesty of a trial. And if you ask me, the reason that they that they grabbed him 
was because he was sitting on what is now billions of dollars worth of Bitcoin. And they wanted the Bitcoin, and they wanted to make an example out of him. If we used the same justification for why they popped Ross Ulbricht, because keep in mind, Ross himself never actually sold anything illegal. It was the website where things happened that were illegal. He just had a platform. If we applied that same standard to Facebook or to YouTube or to Twitter or Instagram or any other social media site or to eBay or any other uh, e-commerce site, almost all of them, they could get in trouble for the fact that stuff was being sold illegally on their platforms. He just created the platform. He did not encourage anyone to do anything illegal. There were things on there that were perfectly legal as well. Um, and he was basically, uh, uh, he had his good name destroyed in the public. People thought that to this day, when we bring it up, people go, didn't he hire a hitman to kill people? No, there's no evidence of that. There never was one of his supposed victims, uh, one of the supposed marks that were going to be, uh, uh, that was going to be, uh, killed and no one was ever killed just to prove it. Um, one of his supposed victims that was going to get killed has said from day one that he never thought that this, any of this was true or that Ross or anyone else tried to have him killed. They think it was all nonsense that the government used to frame, uh, Ross and to smear his name to the, uh, to the public. Um, and we believe that, uh, that he should get a pardon or at the very least a commutation so that he can go home. So I know that the odds of president Trump watching this is Relatively small. Somewhat uh, low. Yeah, somewhat low. Even though Spike did run against him. Um, figured he might want to check up, see you know what the competition's doing. I How was I, briefly his running mate in... You uh, were in Michigan. In in Michigan for like yeah. the better part of a few days. So, you know, might check in yeah. on the show. So, um, we would like everybody to uh, tweet to president trump um in the nicest way in the most polite way like we make yes we make fun of trump a lot we make fun of everybody a lot on this show but we want everybody to tweet out uh to tweet to president trump because we know that that's the easiest way to get a hold of him um and literally ask in the most polite kind without malice way possible please will you pardon or commute the sentence of ross ulbricht please yes yep hashtag free ross ulbricht um and let's uh let's try to get him home uh one thing i will tell you is that i have a a Short list of the things that I would immediately do uh, if I were part of an administration or if libertarians got elected that I would call for them to immediately do. And uh, one of them in that short list is pardon Ross Ulbricht. Pardon and commute the sentences of anyone tried in federal crimes for victimless crimes, but Ross Ulbricht especially. He would be one of the first ones to to, to be getting it. He should not be there. Uh, and, and, and he has been an upstanding citizen in the prison. He has helped... Uh, people uh, learn to read. He has uh, been a part of, I believe, a Bible study group. I mean, this is someone who is a, uh, I, I don't remember now if it was a Bible study or a reading club, but, you know, here he is. He's been, he's been you know, railroaded in a kangaroo court. He's in prison for the rest of his life. And, uh, you know, he's helping people. Just like he did with his website. 
Right, which is all he was trying to do. It's initially. all he was trying to do. And yes, he I, he was trying to make money doing it. But that was, you know, he did not live in a lavish lifestyle. He did not live a... a uh, keep in mind, Bitcoin back in the time was fractions of a penny on the dollar what they're worth now. Um, so it was worth... I think tens of millions back then, but he also wasn't the only, he was one of the creators. He wasn't the only one. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't think he thought I'm going to become a billionaire. I think he thought I'm going to provide a way, uh, for people to be able to safely, uh, get the things that they want and need without the government snooping on their business. And there is nothing wrong with that. That is morally fine. Um, and, uh, we don't believe that he should be in jail. We don't believe he ever should have been in jail. And, uh, when libertarians are put in office, uh, in the white house, that will be one of the first actions that we take is to free Ross and people like Ross. Cause for every Ross, there's many more whose stories we don't know as well. Uh, but they equally deserve to be free. So hashtag free Ross Ulbricht. Now, We've had a couple of bids. Uh, Jim Jim Lee says one fifty. Okay, one fifty. Uh, DVSV flood over on the tube of you says one sixty nine. Nice, one sixty nine. Nice. Um, so right now, if DVSV flood over on YouTube is serious and wants to send. Mm-hmm. $169 to muddiedwatersmedia at gmail.com via PayPal. Um, we, you, you will be the winner of Spike's big black mic. Well, nope. New, new one. What? Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Lee, uh, has upped his bid to $175. $175 from Jimmy Lee, who let's, I want to say, uh, Jimmy Lee, Jim Lee, uh, one, I found out he used to be a DJ for a number of years. Yep. Dude has a radio voice. Dude yes. has a radio voice. Um, and he is, uh, he's a big member. He is a big member of the, um, Miwi group, uh, oh, okay. the Muddied Waters Miwi group, and he, I could probably make him an admin of that group at this point because he he keeps the conversation going. Um, oh, Jim is amazing. I got to meet him uh, twice in Ohio. I met him in July uh, in Columbus at the Ohio convention. That's where I first met him and his wife, um, and then uh, got to see them again. Uh, in Ohio when I did the Waffle House Whistle Stop tour. Uh, and he he went to a few of my stops. I think he joined me, I want to say he joined me in Cincinnati or just outside of Cincinnati and went through all the way through to Columbus. And I he wasn't at the last one or two stops, but he was at a good number of them. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, very, uh, it was very cool to, to get to hang out with him and his wife and, uh, and Tasha loves them as well, um, and uh, it's really cool. But yeah, no, he has a great voice. He, has a, he definitely has a D, DJ he, he, voice. Yeah, he has a DJ voice. Now, over on YouTube, uh, Connie Keller bids 176 And okay. normally I would say that's not a high enough – that is not a high enough amount uh, to overbid for us to take it away from Jim. But since they live in the same household, I'm going to accept that. That's fine. 
Yeah, I mean, you guys can just go back and forth. That's between y'all. Yeah, that's Listen. between y'all. Yeah, Liberty Shamrocker. Uh, Liberty Shamrocker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 176. Connie, Connie and Jimmy, yeah. Man, 176 <laughs> is the new bid. Jim, it's on oh, you. Man. Um, Just think. I mean, you guys can keep outbidding each other because think of how great Jimmy's voice will sound. Oh, Jimmy, I knew that Connie was your wife. He's When he fixes this. <laughs> he already knows he's talking how to directly fix it. into it. Yeah. He's going to yeah, sound yeah. even better than me because he actually has a good voice. This made my voice sound good. And it's, we're at 177 now. 177. So there is now a, a, a marital argument happening <laughs> in the, uh, in the, uh, uh, the comment section. So right now we're at 177. Um, so I'm going to give them a little bit of time to work that out. Uh, and just kind of close by saying, guys, this was an insane year. It was good it was and bad. Year. This year was nuts. I just want to. I just want to say, I know yes. that a lot of people, um, COVID was a huge issue. COVID was a huge issue. Many of, of us lost our jobs. Yeah. Uh, many of us weren't able to find work. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't know where our next paychecks, um, didn't know where our next paychecks were going to be coming from. You can focus on what was terrible about this year, or you can look at, you can focus on what was good. I am an anomaly. And I understand, and I understand that, but I do, I do want to talk about it really quickly. Um, Cause a year ago I was working at a business that got shut down. We were supposed to uh, reopen, but because of COVID we ended up not. Um, so I ended up being unemployed for literally the year. Yep. This was, this was my job doing this, making this show. Um, but this year, while many people would have been like, oh, that's awful. Like, how, how did you make it? Like, yeah, it was tough. But a year ago, I didn't have a job. Uh, I didn't have a job. Super fan Sarah Anderegg, uh wasn't living anywhere near me, much less uh, where I can see her every day naked. Uh, and and uh, the show was kind of one of the only things that I had that was keeping me going. Uh, And even that was stressful as hell. Um, But over this year, over 2020, over the COVID year, Sarah now lives here. uh, Sarah now lives here. Spike and I somehow got closer than we've ever been. Um, We got closer than we've ever been. I now have a job that I start Monday. Um, 2020 is kind of the best year of my life. Like I will not look back on 2020 to be like, Oh, that year was terrible. I will look back at 2020 to be like that year changed the course of my life forever for the good. And it really did. And because of that, I have, you know, I have uh, people like Spike and Jason and, and yep. of course, super fan, Sarah Anderegg, um, super fan, Sarah Anderegg, Adam, the Freeman, um, and it, my parents and so many other people that were there. Casey, uh, Casey Nether Campbell, uh, huge, huge helps this year. They kept yep. me going when I was getting down and 
because of the support from all of these people and because that I have this amazing team, uh, don't like to call them a team, this amazing group of friends that are there to help lift you up and help push you yep. because of these people, 2020, literally, I am the happiest I have been my entire life right now. And a lot of it has to do with the people around me. A lot of it has to do with uh, different life situations, but no matter what, no matter what, these are the people, these are the people, like, these are the people that helped lift me up making 2020 how fantastic it truly was for me. So don't focus on, yeah, COVID happened. The election happened focus on whatever you can find from this year. That was good that you are learning from that you can take and that you can take into the future and that you can say, you know what? 2020 was a tough year, but I learned a lot from it and it will make the rest of my life better. Yep. Because yes, 2020 was a crazy year, but it could also be the best year you've ever had. It was. I listen, I very much enjoyed this year and uh, am it, it was very challenging. A, a lot of incredible stuff happened this year, good and bad. That the the uh, loss of some close ones to COVID and and other things as well. Um, the loss of my dog that I had had for uh, twelve years. He was, uh, I called him my, you know, he was basically like my best friend, and only just because he was my buddy, he went everywhere with me. He was uh, pretty much always by my side for twelve years, and um, and we had to let him go, and. Um, this campaign, meeting so many incredible people across the country, getting to build this thing with Matt, um, getting to see Matt, you know, bloom in his relationship with Sarah and the, and the kids. Um, just so many incredible things that have happened this year. So many opportunities that have opened up for for both of us and for us together in, in Muddy Waters. Um When this mic died, it really drove home thinking, holy crap, all the stuff that we've been through, even just this year. You know, what what started out as sort of a, hey, I wonder if I could run for the vice presidential nomination, what would that be like? And then to get it, and then to engage in one of the most uh, robust campaigns that any third party has ever engaged in, certainly the most robust one uh, that, you know, the Libertarian Party has ever engaged in, 35 states, 75 stops, tens of thousands of people. Um, just that, that we met with in person, just absolutely incredible. Um, I am eternally grateful for it and I am so excited to see what 2021 has in store for us and for all of y'all as well. And for those of you who have been here from the beginning, thank you so much. Uh, you certainly are some real ones. We, we will never forget you. And for all of you that are joining now, welcome, welcome aboard. And we're, we're just getting started. We're about to have so much fun. We're getting started. We're just getting started with Muddy Waters Media. We're just getting started with uh, the, you know, our involvement in the Liberty Movement. We're just getting started in, in so many things, things we haven't even started yet. Um, and uh, we hope you stick around because we're going to have a lot of fun this year. And uh, yeah, Matt... 2021 is going to be a great year. I, I absolutely. And Matt, you know, man, I love you. I am honored to be uh, your, your friend. I am honored to be your... Uh, partner in this and I am honored to uh, to be working with you in all of this I think it is the coolest thing and I, I can't wait to can't wait to do the next thing yeah I mean all the same like 
all the same back to you. Like, yeah, we, we say it a lot on this show. Um, but every time I say it, I mean, it. I, every Tuesday I get to hang out with my best friend yep. Um, yep. and talk about what's going on in the world and laugh. And that is truly the best way to spend a Tuesday is yep. to hang out with your best friend and laugh about what's happening in the world. And um, I can't honestly think of anyone else I'd rather be doing this with well, thank you. Um, in the entire world. And well, thank you. every Tuesday it's just fun. And I could not ask for a better life. <laughs> Ignat 71 says you guys are the modern day wham. You're George Michael. Sure. Sure. I'm the guy whose name I don't know. I was going to say, I can't remember the other one. So sure. I'll be, I'll be George Michael. Um, <laughs> so the final bid, and I'm going to stop this cause you guys are outbidding each other. And this is absurd. Uh, is Connie's bid, uh, of $181 and some falafel, which apparently we'll falafel. have to collect, which we'll have to collect when we, when we're up in, uh, in, uh, um, in uh, in in Ohio next time. So Connie, congratulations. We will send you the payment info, and then I will I will be happy to send this along. I'm I'm so happy that it's the two of you that are getting this, especially if you're able to fix it. That is so cool. Uh, oh, wet. Uh, you are guy on the left of George Michael. That's <laughs> accurate. That's actually accurate. <laughs> Wes Erickson. That's hilarious. Um. So uh, yeah, guys. Just thank you guys so much. And happy new year. We will see you. Oh gosh, tomorrow. Don't, don't say goodbye yet. Tomorrow I am interviewing Zuby, the libertarian rapper based out of the UK. Um, We will be talking about uh, all the stuff he's been doing, including his uh, blockchain based clothing line. Um, And uh, you know, some of his, uh, some of his uh, 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 very brave and controversial takes on some different issues. Uh, so that'll be a, a pretty exciting episode. So we'll be ending the final Muddy Waters broadcast uh, of this year uh, will be me interviewing Zuby. So be sure to check that out tomorrow on My Fellow Americans. Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on Muddy Waters Media. And guys, uh, and yes, so I'll get my wife to sign it too. Um, and um, and uh, Matt... If someone wants to ring in 2021 by joining uh, Muddy Waters Media on the internet, is that even possible? And if so, how how can they do that? It is possible. Um, I just realized I just gave you the last rapper name I'm ever going to give you today. And it's I am sad, so, right? I, no, not even a little bit. I am so tired of looking for <laughs> rappers that I've never heard of. Um, and then and then Jewifying their name. Right. And then Jewifying their name. Um, but if somebody wanted to find us on the internet, all you would have to do is go, if you're one of the old school people who, uh, truly enjoy listening to the sweet, soulful, buttery sounds of our voices and not seeing, uh, the barrage of handsomeness that explodes through the screen at you and just listen to us instead, you can, uh, head over to anchor.fm slash muddied waters anchor.fm slash muddy waters to hear anchor.fm slash best of spike cohen and matt wright where you can also leave us messages that we will play on the air and And you can give us money too you can donate money to us yeah you can donate money give us money freedom isn't free 
Or you can find this in every episode of Muddied Waters Media at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Wes Erickson wants to know what your favorite name was. I think Juzy. Wow. Like the easiest one. Yeah, it was just so funny. Like it just came out of nowhere. Like, you know, Rick Rothstein and uh, oh gosh, what were some of the other ones? Uh, I'd have to now watch the episodes because it was. You you were still in my phone as LL cooled you. That was a good one too, but just Juzy. I just thought that was funny. Um, Ignatz is saying at Matt owes an answer to your super his super chat. Oh, we got a five dollar donation from Ignatz. Shout out to Ignatz seventy one. Uh, it says for right on left. I think that's you. Oh, right on left. <laughs> uh, can you briefly explain how the debt can be paid down with immigrants and oil production? Briefly. No. nope i have heard that explanation and no i cannot do that briefly but that is really funny that is really funny i'm not gonna call out what that's about but i know i know what it's about yeah but that's good we cannot briefly what's that it is impossible to briefly do that yeah you cannot briefly do that (laughs) You can very annoyingly do that. I can, yes. Yes. So, folks, be sure to, t- <laughs> to tune in. Be sure to tune in uh, tomorrow for My Fellow Americans, where I will be interviewing Zuby uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain, 5 p.m. Pacific. And, uh, and then have a fantastic, amazing New Year's. Uh, have a fantastic New Year's, and we will see you next year. Huh? <laughs> 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 next year, uh, next Tuesday, uh, right here, same muddy time, same muddy place for the muddy waters of freedom, where Matt Wright and I will ring in 2021 like the sweet little where Spike Cohen and I and Thomas. Oh, Thomas Queter. Thomas Queter. We'll be ringing in the new year with uh, former state legislative candidate Thomas, an all-around amazing guy, uh, Thomas Queter, possible future lieutenant governor of New York. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll hang out with him. And uh, guys, have a fantastic New Year's. Thank you so much for being a part of this. We love you so much. We can't wait to see you next week. Tune in tomorrow, of course. And where we're going, we don't need roads. Happy New Year's, guys. <laughs>